And we are alive. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Alive. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, and you're right here with me live on the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, and I don't know where to start. First of all, blame the white man for me being late, but we got a lot of topics on deck. Of course, the ongoing issue with Israel, that's going to be going on forever, unfortunately, but there is a lot more happening with that as of late. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, Will Smith, is he getting divorced? He should. I'm not even the kind of guy that would root for such a thing, but good grief. What are we going to do? We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, Steve Scalise has been nominated to be the Speaker of the House by the GOP, but he still faces a floor vote and they have to get 217 votes to confirm him. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, Ebony Alert. In addition to Amber Alert and Silver Alert and Blue Alert and Indigenous Alert, why not just have one alert system? We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, illegal aliens coming to the United States in droves. They're coming to your city, perhaps. I have videos of illegal aliens telling you exactly where they're going or where they've been assigned to one of the cities is atlanta georgia so get ready for that we'll talk about all this all those things and a whole lot more on tonight's episode of abl live let's get a little bit of light that'll work shout out to you guys for being here if you like what you're hearing so far if you enjoy the content in general please give the video a thumbs up like the video share the video do all that good stuff i apologize for coming on like first 48 witness i'm not gonna snitch on nobody tonight i don't have any classified information but we got full light we are late but we are here i might not always come when you call but i'm always on time how about that <laughs> but we're going to get into a lot tonight there's a whole lot happening oh man there's so much going on so many videos i've not shown so much we're going to get into but first things first shout out to you guys for watching the show for read sweet and super chat and whatever you do and i thank you because without you there is no me. So thank you guys for being here. But also shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these interwebs. Their link will be in the description box or just go to the website, PatriotPost.us. Tell them ABL sent you. Also go to the merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We got the hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website. Again, ablmerch.com. Also, go to the regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. Go to the front page of the website. You'll be able to find articles for each video that I produce. And in the articles, you'll find a more detailed description of what's happening you'll find full videos and sources and whatever else you need will be right there on the website again anthonyblogan.com also go to anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact to find my email address my snail mail address my social media accounts aside from youtube facebook twitter now known as x instagram all that good stuff is right there 
on anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. And as I always say, and in every single stream, if you're ever wondering if you are conversing with me on the internets or not, just go to the contact page and see if the method of communication is listed. If you're speaking to an account or an email that says, I'm a Nigerian scammer, 007 at hotmail.com, that might not be me. So please, please, please be aware. I will never speak to you about any kind of get rich quick scheme or anything like that. And if I ever speak to you about anything, it'll be through my official email, contact at anthonyblogan.com. And again, everything will be on the website, anthonyblogan.com and anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. Very simple. Now, we have a lot to get into tonight. There is a whole lot going on. And quite frankly, I don't know where to begin. We got to talk about Israel. We got to talk about a lot. Um, there's there's so much happening. Um, I think I kind of want to start with just a few videos that um, I have seen over the past few days. All right. I definitely want to get into that. And we're going to go forward from there. But there's a whole lot happening. There, there is a whole lot going on. All right. Um, <laughs> no fun, no hope says, you mean all those ABO coins I bought in your comment section are false? Yes. The ABO coins, if you purchased ABL coins, those are not going to be real. Those are false. So, uh, y'all, y'all please beware. All right. Please beware of what's going on. That's not what you want to do. All right. We're going to get into it. We have a lot going on. Oh, yeah, we have a whole lot going on. I kind of want to start with the whole thing with the illegal aliens coming. You know, that is a really big issue. Um, they are all, all over, they are all over the place. They're not just coming to New York. They're not just coming to Chicago. They are everywhere. And it's really an issue. It is a big issue. All right. And there's a video I want to show you guys that kind of breaks it all down. And this is a very important video to watch. Very, very important. Let me get into, well, actually, I got quite a few of these. I got at least two that I want to show, but there are more than that that we can show. All right. And then we're going to get into the whole thing about the illegal aliens coming to Tejas, a.k.a. Texas. We're going to get right into it. All right. So y'all hang tight while I get that queued up. Okay, so I think these are two one two good ones right here. Now, we all know what's happening right now. Southern border is wide open. Some are going to say it's not open, but it is. Every single day, we're seeing videos of them streaming across the border like it's nothing. Like, there is no border, like it ain't nothing going on. That's really happening. And it's a problem. It's a problem. And I'm not quite sure if people, if the powers that be, Look at it as a problem. Maybe they are doing it on purpose. These people have specific locations they're going to, and I got to ask the question: Are they being to Are they being assigned to certain places to work for lower than what the minimum wage is? Let's talk about it for a minute, shall we? The whole issue with illegal immigration is it being done on purpose? Is it a two party thing? And we'll get to the whole speaker of the house kerfuffle in a minute, speaking about two party, union party, or whatever. But is it a bipartisan thing to allow this to happen? Because think about it. If the minimum wage is being raised to 15 an hour, 20 an hour, 
for citizens. Why not just import illegal aliens and pay them under the table? They'll do it. Or how about some of these jobs that many of us simply don't want to do? We're too good for. All right. So pay them. Pay them lower than what they should be getting paid. Pay them under the table. And that'll be how it goes. Have you ever, have you ever noticed if you go to a hotel, the staff almost never speak any English? Have you noticed that? Look, when you, when you go to certain places, you're going to see certain kind of people working there. That's just the reality of it. So are they opening the border to shore up the labor shortage or to undercut some of the minimum wage hikes? It's cool to have a $20 an hour minimum wage, but if you're not getting paid that, if, if you can't get a job for that, and then someone from Guatemala or um, Senegal gets a job instead, why does it even matter? And not only will they get the job, they'll get it for lower than that minimum wage. I feel like it's a game at a certain point. Now, let's let's watch because we got a couple videos here. Now, shout out to Anthony Aguero. Aguero for Texas, at Aguero for Texas, over on X, formerly known as Twitter. He goes to the border and he's asking the young men, and that's something else. A lot of people will try to call me on the show and argue me down. Oh, there are asylum seekers, ABL. They want a better life, blah, 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 blah. Well, why do I only see adult males between the ages of 25 and 40 or 25 and 35? Why is it adult males that's a little bit younger than me or right around my age? Guys that are still strong and can fight. Are they here to work? Or are they here to fight? Like, what's really going on? And do you know that a lot of these guys may wind up in the military and your U.S. military? Who are they going to be fighting for? Fighting for us as part of the military or fighting for a different nation, fighting for a different cause? I'm just asking questions because if they're asylum seekers, where are the women, the children? Wouldn't you be an entire family trying to seek asylum? When you see refugees, like legitimate refugees, you're going to see their entire family. Not just going to see young males, you're going to see young adult males. You're going to see children. You're going to see women. You're going to see the elderly. But you, for some reason, I don't see that right here on the border. So if they're asylum seekers, these are the most healthy, in shape, ready to fight, ready for war looking refugees I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And how do you get from Africa to North America as an asylum seeker from a poor country? How does that work? <laughs> you would think that you would go to a neighboring village rather than across the ocean. Most Americans don't even fly on the airplane. But you're telling me you could be from Africa, some poor nation, get on the airplane and come to America as a 29-year-old adult male, strong, ready to fight, talking about some, oh, I'm seeking asylum. For real? Anyway, I digress. Let's look at this right here and let me know if you hear your city and these so-called asylum seekers destination. Let's check it out. And RIP headphone users right away. Where are you from? Senegal. Senegal, where are you going? Yeah. New York? Senegal. Where are you going? Yeah. Senegal. Senegal. Where are you going? America. America. Where? New York? Synagogue, New York? Well, we got a woman. Wow, for the first time. Now, Count, you just saw two males, right? You just saw two males from Senegal, right? Now, how do you go from Senegal, West Africa, all the way to Texas? Huh? How does that work? Did they swim over here? 
did they did they just you know uh grow wings and fly how did they do that you tell me have you been to africa have you flown intercontinental before most americans have not ever flown intercontinental but i'm to be told that someone who flies here inter intercontinental is seeking asylum huh i digress where are you going that somebody say oh portal that's hilarious shout out to you back up where okay we got a dominican oh we got we got about two or three ladies right here okay New York? Yeah. You? Where are you going? New York? Yeah. New York? California? Where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. New York. You? Minnesota. You're from Senegal going to Minnesota? No, like Guinea. Where? Guinea. Guinea. You're from Guinea? Wow, you're the first one. Okay. To Minnesota. And you, sir? Senegal. Senegal? Where are you going? So, so far we counted how many women? Um, maybe four women. You're gonna see all the rest. All 100 percent of the rest are gonna be males. New Jersey. Thank you. You. Senegal. Where are you going? Uh, New Jersey. Thank you. You. I'm from Senegal. And where are you going? I go in New Jersey. New Jersey. Thank you. You. India. Where are you going? California. Thank you. You. So so far we have Senegal, Guinea, Dominican Republic. Um, there were some more countries I, I forgot. There was some more, you know, some Hispanic guys in the beginning. Now, what is going on? How did we have all these Africans in, in, in the southern border? How did they get here? I mean, what we got, Air Africa? Just, uh, <laughs> I mean, and it's not free to get over here. It's not free to fly over here or to float over here and then they get smuggled across. How did they get here? You tell me. New York? Memphis, New York, 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 Atlanta, New York. Heard Atlanta. Most of them say New York, New York, New York, New York, New York. So now here's a question. Here's a question I have. You keep hearing them say New York, New York, New York, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, Memphis, New Jersey. Are we going to blame Greg Abbott for this? Are we going to blame Greg Abbott? They already have. To, they already know where they're going to go. So they're going to get there one way or the other. The best way to stop them from getting to where they want to go is to close the border. But they already know where they're going to go before they cross the, the border, before they get across the wall. They know where they're going. Where are you going? New York. New York? Connecticut. Where? Connecticut. Connecticut. New Haven. Where? New Haven. 
New Haven, Connecticut. That's where they're going. These guys right here all going to New Haven. New Haven? Okay. New Harvard. New Harvard? Ohio. Ohio? Miami. Miami? Oh, yeah. My man going to Miami. Okay. That's a smart man right there. You? Ohio. You? New York. Connecticut. New York. New York? New York? New York? Where you going? New York? You? No, New York? <laughs> Where you going? Chicago? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so if you're living in New York, <laughs> you got to ask the question. You got you to gotta tell Eric Adams, okay, look, I understand what you're doing. You're, you're going out there talking about how bad it is and you want to blame Greg Abbott, but what are you going to do? You need to go down there and tell them, meaning the federales, to shut it off because Greg Abbott can be there or not. It doesn't matter. You put a Democrat in there, it's going to be the exact same situation. They're going to get to New York one way or the other because before they come to America, before they get to North America, before they leave Guinea, Senegal, wherever they come from, Liberia, Nigeria, wherever they come from, before they leave, they know where they're going. They have a destination. They're not just coming here randomly. They have assignments. Essentially, I'm going to X, Y, and Z place. So if you are in New York, these are going to be your new neighbors. Congratulations. Okay, you? New York, you? New York, you? New York, you? DC. DC. DC, okay. One one going to DC. You? Where you going? Manhattan. you? Where you going? So these are all Africans here. All 100% Africans. All Africans. Now, I'm going to show you another one. I got another video. Um <laughs> All Africans going to New York, and that's going to be every day, every day. Now, we got another one here. Oh. We got another one. This is the one that I show on my video. Carolina del Norte. Where are you from? Where are you from? So my man, my man back here. Oh. Carolina del Norte. North Carolina. Where are you from? Where are you from? New Jersey. Senegal. Senegal? Where are you going? New York? Where are you from? You're going to New York? Thank you. You? New York. Thank you. You? New York. Thank you. You? New York. Thank you. You? New York? You? Thank you. You? Thank you. You? New York? Where you going? New York. Thank you. Where you going? Thank you. Where are you going? Ecuador. Where are you going? Ecuador, Chicago. Same thing, Ecuador, Chicago. White guy. A white, a white, um, a white Colombian. People are like, oh, he can't be Colombian. He's white. Well, <laughs> where, where do you think these guys that speak Spanish came from? Where do you think the people that came where do you think the Spanish language came from? I mean, come on. You got some white guys that live in Central America. That's not really a big deal. So, yeah, or, or South America as well. He's going to Atlanta from Colombia. Atlanta. Where are you? Colombia. Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. Where from? Where? Where are you going? What? Where are you going? No, no. This guy was going to Ohio. He might, he might be on drugs, though. Ohio. Ohio, thank you. Where are you from? Ohio. Thank you. You? 
Kansas. Kansas, you? These guys are all from Syria. All Syrians. From Syria? You're from Syria too? Yeah. Si. All si. Of okay, si. okay. Where are you where are you going? Arkansas. Arkansas. You? Chicago. Chicago. Colombia. Arkansas? Is that what he said? Did you hear that? Arkansas? Why is a Syrian guy going to Arkansas? Arkansas, you? Chicago. Chicago. Columbus. Columbus. Columbus, Ohio, Chicago, Arkansas. Texas. 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 New Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey. New York. New York. New York. New York. Texas. Texas. New York. New York. California. Chicago. California. Chicago. You? Michigan. Michigan. You? Michigan. You? New York. New York. You? New York. New York. You? Indianapolis. And then Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis, you? New York. New York. All Syrians. How do you get here from Syria? That's that's even further than Africa. That's that's further than West Africa. You basically are all the way around the world. <laughs> you all the way in the Middle East, where they got the bombs going off right now with Israel and Hamas, and somehow you're in Texas. How does that work? New York, thank you. Where are you from? Colombia. Colombia, ¿dónde vas? Orlando. Orlando. Orlando, Florida. ¿Dónde vas? Nueva York. Gracias. ¿Tú? Panamá. ¿Dónde vas? Arizona. ¿Dónde vienes? Ecuador. ¿Dónde vas? Nueva York. ¿Dónde vienes? Ecuador. ¿Dónde vas? Nueva York. Apaga eso. So there you have it. That's what's going on at the border. And this one that you just saw, that particular video, 100% males. And the first one, you had a few females in there sprinkled in. You know, you might have seen 100 males. If I, if I played the entire five-minute video, it might have been 100 males with about five to six women. This video... 100% males between the ages of 25 and 35, maybe closer to my age, closer to 40, but really 25 to 35. That's, that's what's going on. And here's a great question from 007 girl. She asks, who decides where they're going? That's a great question. Now, I'm not going to say that it's organized because I don't necessarily have evidence of that, but I would presume that they have their assignments before they leave their home country. And I will presume that they communicate with people here. Maybe they have relatives here. Maybe they have friends here. And they say, okay, come to this place, come to this place. Maybe there's jobs lined up for these people because I saw that some of these individuals in Congress are trying to get them the ability to work, which they already do, but they want them to work above board, which probably won't happen because the whole point is to have them work under the table or for lower amounts of money. Santo Bartes is organized. Hey, man, Santo Bartes says it, you know, so it must be true. So, hey, it is what it is. All right. So be on the lookout. It's, it's not just going to be New York. You heard pretty much 70% of them say New York. It ain't just going to be New York. It's going to be all over the country. You heard Indianapolis, Arkansas, Columbus, Ohio, random places. It's going to be right in your backyard. And what's happening down there? will affect all of us at a certain point. It's going to affect everybody, all right? Work out these permits, that's correct. That is correct. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And you know what? You got to ask yourself, what did these guys do before they came to America? What were they doing in their country of origin? Were they just hanging out, chilling, not really doing much, not really learning anything? Or were these guys already kind of getting bad already? Like, what's going on? And I got a bunch of those videos. But again, follow Anthony Aguero. He has more. 
where he goes to the border and he's talking to these people and asking them. They come from all over the world. Some think it's just Mexicans. No. As you noticed, nobody that he spoke to came from Mexico. Did you notice that? Like, I'm going to say that one more time. In the videos I played, I played probably about eight minutes of video, five minutes of video. Nobody that he asked came from Mexico. Nobody. Africans. Um, you had some Central Americans, some South Americans, but no Mexicans. Ecuador, Colombia, Venezuela, Senegal, Guinea. No Mexicans. But you're told that it's these poor Mexicans just coming across, wanting a better life, trying to escape poverty. I can't tell. I cannot tell. When you see New York and you see the migrants outside of these uh, hotels, you're seeing 80% Africans, not Mexicans at all. So there you have it. Mexico is dealing with a border crisis because of what America is allowing. If America didn't allow this nonsense, then Mexico wouldn't be dealing with the issue. It's very simple. Yeah, we got people from India, uh, where else? Uh, Syria, all over the world, not Mexico. Yep. Oh, they're, they're coming to Virginia. One guy said D.C., Michael Critchlow. One guy said D.C., so you already know what that means. You know what that they're going They're going straight to Hern, Herndon, a.k.a. Honduras. Oh, yeah. They're coming straight to Northern Virginia. You already know what it is. They're not, not going to be in Washington, D.C. proper. They're going to be in Maryland or Northern Virginia. Absolutely. Now, they probably won't be coming to, you know, our neck of the woods, Southern Virginia, but they will most certainly be in Northern Virginia, El Norte. They will be up there for sure. Oh, the Haitians, yeah, they already had their wave. The Haitians already came. They had, they had a big wave. So that was the whole, um, the whipping, remember the whole whipping thing? Uh, that, that's already, we already kind of experienced that. And that whole thing was crazy. The whole whipping phenomenon is like, what are we talking about for real? So we're talking about horse reins. Are they equivalent to whips? <laughs> like, is that what's going on? What in the world's happening? But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yeah, it's it's a whole bit crazy mess out here. Now, where are we going to go next? Um, there's so much I want to talk about. So, so much. Um, I kind of want to get to Steve Scalise. Let's, let's go to Steve Scalise. I want to get to Will Smith and Israel and whatnot a little bit more a little bit later. So, Steve Scalise may become the next Speaker of the House. Now, there was an internal GOP vote. So the, so the vote was between Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Now, do you think that's a good selection to pick from? Or should there have been other guys up for nomination? A lot of you guys said Byron Donalds. Um, I think that might have been the extent of it. You guys are saying Jim Jordan and then Byron Donalds. But I'm not really sure you guys said Steve Scalise. But Steve Scalise won the vote between him and Jim Jordan, 113 to 99. Eight people voted present, meaning they didn't vote for one or the other. Now, I don't know who voted for who or if the same eight who did not vote for Kevin McCarthy and got him ousted also voted not present. I don't really know what happened. 
but let's be clear. Let's let's understand what's going on. You see, the 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 party is kind of split, apparently, at least in the voting for who the nominee is going to be, because the way it works is you select somebody internally. And then they go to a full House vote, which means the Democrats and Republicans vote on the speaker. Now, we know all Democrats are going to oppose whoever the GOP pick is. It would not make any sense for them to select somebody because even if that person may help them, it didn't make the Democratic Party weak because you're you're assisting them in what they want to do. What they want to have is us figure it out on our own, not give them any assistance, not give them any kind of way out. So, for example, if some Democrats wanted to vote for, um, let's say, Kevin McCarthy or anybody else that some in the GOP may not like, they're not going to do it because we're not trying to give, they're not trying to give us any assistance at all, point blank, period, even if it helps them. Because when, when you're playing chess like that, it goes against the whole game you're trying to play. You're trying to play to win the entire game, not just one move. You see, if you make that move, that you think it's going to help you right at that moment. But you can see if you do two or three moves from that, you'll lose. It makes, it doesn't make sense to do it. So they're not going to help us. So no Democrats are going to vote for the GOP nominee for the speaker period. Now that means we got to have 217 of the 221 Republicans vote for this person for them to become the speaker. So that means just five Republicans can derail it. That's all it takes. All it took was eight to get Kevin McCarthy out. Eight Republicans, that is, because we're not counting the Democrats because they're not going to vote for us at all. All it took was eight Republicans to get Kevin McCarthy out. One guy to put the motion forward, Matt Gates, eight to get him out. All it would take is five to disrupt the whole voting process. And you know the way it works with the voting. Um, you vote, you keep having rounds of voting until you get a speaker. That's just what it is. And it took Kevin McCarthy 15 rounds of voting to finally become the speaker, only to get ousted nine months later. So who are we going to get? Is it going to be Steve Scalise? That's going to be the nominee. Some of you guys may want Jim Jordan. Some guys may want Byron Donalds. Steve Scalise won the nomination, but they've not had the vote yet, I don't think, meaning the full House vote. So what will happen is they'll put Steve Scalise forward on the House, and then Democrats, Republicans will vote. Democrats are all going to vote against them, and we got to have pretty much everybody, 217 out of 221 Republicans, to vote for him for him to be confirmed as next speaker of the house. That's how it's going to work. So here's the question. Is he going to be able to make it? Should it be someone else? I can't really call it. I, I think that um, it doesn't really make a difference. I think Steve Scalise is pretty solid. And so is Jim Jordan. And so is Byron Donalds. And quite frankly, they should have kept Kevin McCarthy in there because I'm not really sure what Steve Scalise can do that Kevin McCarthy can't. And then here's something else. Understand this. Steve Scalise did not vote to remove Kevin McCarthy. Neither did Jim Jordan. And as a matter of fact, Jim Jordan gave 
Kevin McCarthy and endorsement say that he likes Kevin McCarthy. Now, some are going to say that Steve Scalise isn't really the guy, but Matt Gates voted against Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates said that you would Matt Gates said that Steve Scalise would be a great speaker at the house. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to play that right quick because again, Matt Gates was the tip of the spear to get Kevin McCarthy out. He was the guy to let the charge and voted to get Kevin McCarthy out. He endorsed Steve Scalise. So to you guys that say, oh, we just getting more of the unit party, all this, that, and the third, well, your man Matt Gates said that he likes him. So we got an issue. Same thing with Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan, if you guys want Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan did not vote for uh, Kevin McCarthy to get out. And he also endorsed Kevin McCarthy, said he's a good guy. He stands by him. So if you have a guy who supports the guy that you don't support, why would you want him to be the speaker? If the guy who is endorsed by the guy that got the guy you don't like out says the guy you want to get in is a good guy, then why would you not vote for him? Hold on. Let me just play the video right quick because I just want to be crystal clear with what I'm saying here. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Oh, one more thing about Steve Scalise. He has cancer. Um, somebody said it, multiple myeloma. Is that correct or incorrect? I'm not really sure. But he has a blood cancer. And they say it's very treatable. But, I, I mean, look, and if I'm off base, if you disagree, y'all please let me know. But I'm not quite sure that I want the third in line of secession to have cancer before I vote for him. Again, they say it's very treatable. He can recover, but he's but it's cancer. And how old is Steve Scalise anyway? He's got to be in his 60s. Let me see. He is, oh, not, not that old, 58 years old. So he's not super old, but it's cancer. So let's watch this right here. Let's get to pre-COVID levels on spending because we can't just keep writing blank checks. You know, this idea all week you're hearing from Democrats, all they want to talk about is how much more money to spend, as if there's money sitting in a piggy bank. So he's from Louisiana's first congressional district. Now, he's the House Majority Leader and the top ranking House Republican. So let's let that be known. Um, we'll keep on going. There's more details about Steve Scalise we're going to see in a minute. All right. And he entered her speakership race on October the 4th. And he's a candidate for unity, according to himself. Now, remember, back in 2017, I covered the story where the, the lunatic they had the list of people he wanted to actually kill. Republicans, the, the, the crazy Democrat, Bernie bro. This guy went to try and kill Republicans at the congressional baseball game, and Steve Scalise actually got shot. Scalise got shot and almost killed at the game back in 2017. So he was a hero for his actions that day. And he came back four months later. Now, you see what it says right here. In 2023, he was diagnosed with cancer, but said it was very treatable. I, I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's kind of rough. Listen, if the president is not able to go, 
forward in his term. Next up is Kamala Harris, the vice president. If she's not able to go forward, then it'd be the speaker of the house. And if Steve Scalise wins, it'll be him. But he has cancer. Again, it's very treatable to what they, according to what they say, but I just get kind of nervous. Maybe it's just me. No, he's not dead. He is the nominee to become Speaker of the House, but he's not dead. <laughs> but he got shot in 2017 and recovered four months later. Now, Matt Gates, look at this. He already received an approval from Florida's Matt Gates. So this is going to be Matt Gates' endorsement of Steve Scalise. Check it out. The stages of grief, I think, are uh, in progress right now with some of my colleagues. I think there was a stage of denial, and I've certainly experienced a good amount of their anger. And now we appear to be headed toward bargaining. I think the world of Steve Scalise, I think he'd make a phenomenal speaker. So if you guys think that Scalise is like, you know, more the uniparty and whatnot, your man right here, Matt Gates, says he'd be a phenomenal speaker. So I don't really understand. Phenomenal speaker. So that's what's going on. You know, he's not really for ACA, climate change, all that kind of good stuff. So that's your man, Steve Scalise. Now, again, he is the Republican, well, the, the nominee for Speaker of the House. Because Republicans have the majority in the House by a slim margin. Okay, it's 221 Republicans to 200 and what, 11 or 12 Democrats. Slim margin, less than 10 votes. And they have to get, they got to get 217. Normally, they have to get 218. But because there are two vacant seats in the House, the margin is now 217. That is the magic number. Again, just five Republicans can derail it because we know that all the Democrats are going to vote against whoever the nominee is. It don't matter. It don't matter who the nominee is. If the Republicans put them forward, they are not going to vote for them unless the Republicans put forward somebody from the left, which would not happen because that's not how that works. But that's what's happening. So undecided, there were eight undecideds or people that voted present. Now, we have some issues with this already. People are starting to say they're not going to do it. Nancy Mace, who I'm not a fan of, and I'm going to tell you why I'm not a fan of Nancy Mace in just a minute. Y'all, y'all, please hang tight. Um, and shout out to you, Tim Wesley. Tim Wesley says, "What's up, ABL? Hope all is well." Question: Have you heard about that one lady that faked her kidnapping? She's getting two misdemeanors and had to pay, I think, eight hundred dollar fine. Yeah. Um, and she might go to the penitentiary or at least to jail. I'm going to cover that story tomorrow. I saw that before I came on and got my show organized. I saw that story. I will be doing it. So thank you for that, man. Thank you for the super chat. I will be doing that story tomorrow. Absolutely. But I did see it. Now, Nancy Mace voted against. Um, she She voted against Kevin McCarthy. To get him out. But you got to hear what she said. Okay. When she, when she, when she did her vote. She wore a scarlet letter. I'm not making this up. Hold on. I'm going to show you the scarlet letter. Then I'm going to show you her explanation. Behind the letter and some more stuff. Okay. 
Now, check it out. And you thirsty guys, please calm yourself down. <laughs> so that's her right there. So she is wearing a T-shirt with a scarlet letter on. Now, what in the world type of, uh, uh, what, what's the name of that show with the red hoods and all? Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. This is performative leftist stuff from a conservative in Congress. What are we doing? And you're going to hear her explain why she wore the letter. Watch this. I'm wearing the scarlet letter after the week that I just had last week, being a woman up here and being demonized for my vote and for my voice. I'm here to let the rest of the world know and the country know I'm on the side of the people. I'm not on the side of the establishment. And I'm going to do the right thing every single time, no matter the consequences, because I don't answer to anybody in D.C. I don't answer anyone in Washington. I only answer to the people. But, but, but okay, let's one more time, because... I was having a hard time figuring out what's going on. Okay, because you're a woman. What was I got? Like, why bring gender into it? Why put on the T-shirt with a scarlet letter on it? I, I just don't really understand. I'm wearing the scarlet letter after the week that I just had last week, being a woman up here and being demonized for my vote and for my voice. I'm here to let the rest of the world know and the country know I'm on the side of the people. I'm not on the side of the establishment. And I'm going to do the right thing every single time, no matter the consequences, because I don't answer to anybody in D.C. I don't answer anyone in Washington. I only answer to the people. All right, you thirsty boys, calm down. I already knew what was going to happen when I played it. Now I got to play one more clip and the thirsty guys, hey man, get, get a nice little bit of water. This, this, this ain't no alcohol. This is Topo Chico. So don't get it twisted. Get some water. Calm yourself down. Let's, let's keep on rocking and rolling and watch this. Mace, um, you endorsed uh, Jim Jordan. So I'm assuming you voted for Jim Jordan today. If the vote for speaker were today, would you vote for Steve Scalise? I would not. I plan on voting for Jim Jordan on the floor. Um, I've been very vocal about this over the last couple of days. I personally cannot in good conscience vote for someone who attended a white supremacist conference and compared himself to David Duke. I would be doing an enormous disservice to the voters that I represent in South Carolina if I were to do that. So this is Mace. Um so you guys are asking who this is. This, this is Nancy Mace. House rep from South Carolina. She was one of the eight who voted against Kevin McCarthy to get him out. And she voted for Jim Jordan and the current um and, and the and the in-house vote to select a nominee for the Speaker of the House. And the vote was split again. 113 Republicans for um Steve Scalise and 99 for Jim Jordan. And eight voted undecided. All right. Now, I'm going to get her out the way because you thirsty guys cannot focus. You guys probably ain't hear a word she said. You were like, wah, 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 wah. ain't hear a word. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Okay, dokie. Let's move right along away from Nancy Mace Theater. Okay. Ain't no OnlyFans or nothing like that going on. Let's keep on rocking. Um. We got a lot to get through, but do you think that Steve Scalise is going to be the best guy for the job? Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Jim Jordan? Do you think that they can get this done quickly? Because they're going to have to vote. Like they could have had to vote today. Like, so the vote is imminent. It could be tomorrow. It could be Friday. It could be pretty much any day. Now they'll have the vote and then they will 
pick the next speaker of the house. Do you think it'll take 14, 15, 16, 18 rounds of voting to find their guy? They should come to a consensus right now on who the guy's going to be. Do it internally rather than going out there to the floor and they don't have anybody selected. And then they want to fight on the floor among themselves. Democrats are going to be in unison. They're all going to vote against whoever it is. They could bring the Lord himself down from heaven and they're going to vote against them because that's how ridiculous they are. So what are we going to do anyway? Um, we'll see. And within the next, I would say a couple of days, there'll be a new speaker. I believe maybe as far as next week, but I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. And again, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Now we got some more videos I want to get to. And then I want to get to um, Will Smith. Oh man, I got to get to Will Smith. But first, I'm going to try to see if I have more videos to cover. Then I'm going to keep on rocking and rolling. Um, somebody apparently found Bigfoot, I suppose. Um, out there in Colorado. We'll see if that is anything that makes sense. And then we got a video, another one from Candace, about the whole uh that that campus kerfuffle. That was a pretty good one. And let me see if there's more. And there's actually quite a few we're gonna get to. There are quite a few we gotta get through here. Oh yeah, Will Smith, I mean, that was situation, I gotta cover it. I, I have to because it's a culmination to everything of of the of the slap of so much. And then we got to talk about Tupac because people, the whole thing with Tupac, it, it, it kind of underlines how fake the music industry is, how fake Hollywood is, how fake it all is. It's all it's all fake. It's not real. And also The Rock. The Rock has spoken out against about not against about the Maui Fund. Because remember the whole thing with the Maui fund, the rock and Oprah started to fund talking about, Oh, well, can you guys please donate? Is that in the third? He's come out and kind of apologized for it saying, yeah, I understand. I, I know why that's an issue. I know why people were not really um, pleased with what we did there. So let's keep on going here. All right. And let me get these videos cracking. There we go. We got, let's, let's show The Rock first. Then we're going to show Bigfoot. How about that? There we go. When we first launched the fund, uh, there was some backlash that came with launching the fund. And I want to address and acknowledge that backlash right now. First of all, The Rock is how old? How old is The Rock? Can I just say this right quick? Hold on. The Rock aged 51 years old. Now, listen to me very clearly. If you are that big and that cut at that age, you are 100% on some kind of drugs, steroids, like whatever the specific drug is, there's no way on God's green earth that you're natural. But I digress. And here's what I have to say about that. I get it and I completely understand. And I could have been better. And next time I will be better. And I understand, you know, Money ain't falling out of the sky and it's not growing on trees. And there's a lot of people out there 
who's living paycheck to paycheck. And I get it and I know what that's like. I've lived paycheck to paycheck, seven bucks, I know. I know what that's like. And when you are living paycheck to paycheck, I don't wanna speak for everybody, I'll speak for myself, but I feel it's connected. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, I was easily pissed off and I was frustrated. And the last thing you wanna hear when you are living paycheck to paycheck is someone asking you for money. Especially when the person asking you for money already has a lot of money. So I get it, I understand. I'd never launched a fund before, uh, but I'm a quick study and lesson learned. So there you go. He understands why people were upset because it's like, hey man, the American people are struggling. The, our, our money, the inflation is crazy. You don't really have it to give like that. And here you are, a multi-multi-millionaire, nearly a billionaire, not quite there, but a multi-millionaire next to a billionaire in Oprah talking about give us some money. Now, granted, like I see both sides. On one side, they put their own money up to start it. It's like $10 million. The Rock and Oprah, they put their own money up. And the whole point was to get money into the hands of people directly. I understand. But you probably would have been better off just giving the money directly and not starting the fund because why would you ask me for money when I don't have it? It's just, you know, people not really feeling it too tough, especially when our taxpayer money is being looted and given to foreign countries like Ukraine, et cetera. That's a problem. So I see both sides of the equation. I see why he probably didn't understand that it would cause a backlash, but I see the backlash as well. I see both sides of it. All right. And to you guys talking about he is just DNA big like that. Come on, man. Like I'm black, just like he black. He's Samoan, but Samoans are just big. They're not cut like that. You know, so no, no, no. I got a certain kind of DNA as well. Like I'm going to look kind of like muscular and lean when I get to be old. But for you, like there's no, there's nobody on earth that can be big, like almost 300 pounds and cut 5% body fat at 50 years old without any kind of drugs. It's impossible to do that natural. There's no way at least testosterone. Bare minimum, bare minimum. And you're going you're gonna to need more than that. It's not possible to have that kind of physique at that age with, with totally natural. DNA don't do that at all. <laughs> DNA does not do that. All right. Yeah, he, he did steal my glasses. That's right, Cyber Chick. Stole my glasses. Still in my whole style, right? Still in my whole style. Find me, like, find me a guy at 50 years old. 300 pounds, 5% body fat, natural. Come on, be for real. <laughs> Ain't no way. And the thing about it is when you, when you saw The Rock when he was on WWF, he looked different. As he, as he got older, he got more cut and more lean. Like, come on, let's, let's cut it out. Vitamins. <laughs> Vitamins ain't doing that. Vitamins are not doing that. You could be athletic and strong, but that big and that cut at that age? No. <laughs> No way, Jose. All right. Just like a lot of these actors and actresses um, shedding a bunch of body weight real quickly talking about, oh, I'm not, I'm not on no Zimpit. I'm not on Wegovi. I'm not on any kind of uh, diuretic, sweating crazy, face looking all melted, but different story. I digress. Yeah, exactly. Barry Bonds, 
Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, these guys hitting home runs into the water every single game, talking about, oh, I'm natural. For real, Barry Bonds looked like Kevin Durant, <laughs> seven foot tall and 100 pounds, skin and bones. And then two years later, he's looking like he eats uh, steroids for a living and hitting the craziest home runs ever. I mean, come on. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I know 420 Slayer. Look, all the wrestlers, all the wrestlers back then, especially in the 80s, were not clean. Ultimate Warrior, Hogan, um, Randy Savage, Chris Benoit, all these guys were on the juice. The Rock wasn't on it as much. You could tell he got on it later, like once he got to Hollywood. You could tell, 100%. But I digress. I ain't talking about um, wrestler physiques too much because we can talk about it all day long. All right, now here's Bigfoot, apparently, allegedly. Now, I don't believe this, and it's kind of hard to see, but it's right here in the center of the screen. So follow my cursor right here to the center. All right, just squat it down. Yeah, let me see your camera, I'll do it. So they were on a train. In Canada, and they said they said they saw Bigfoot, but I'm not quite sure I believe what's going on here. An elusive creature. If anything, I see a ghillie suit of a regular dude. I'm seeing this guy might be homeless, living in the in the woods. Just squatted down. They're saying it's Bigfoot. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know what? Why is it that whenever we see Bigfoot? or some other kind of mythical creature, it's always some far away granny footage. It's never really what we can see up close. Hold on one more time for you guys that want to see the Bigfoot or this guy wearing um, some uh, 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 woods camo. Okay. It's an elusive creature. All right, just squat it down. Yeah, let me see your camera, I'll do it. I can't, I can't zoom. So, yeah, what I need them to do is get the, the, the infinite zoom on their iPhone or their, their Android, whatever device they're using. The, the regular footage ain't going to cut it. Let's, let's zoom in a little bit more. All right. <laughs> and Matt, Matt says, ask the Bigfoot where he's going. He's going to say Chicago. There, there you go. <laughs> All right. So let's keep on rocking here. Here's one of these Candace Owens videos that I've not shown you guys yet. From that same campus situation. I know we all are aware of what. All right, let's let's check it out. I know we all are aware of what happened on campus last year. I'm not. Great, look it up. It was just okay. involving um, LGBTQ members of the community feeling unsafe with rhetoric that's being shared. Like if you're a biological man and someone says, hey, what's up, dude? More of like there's students on campus that are living in communities where they don't feel safe because of rhetoric, explaining that transphobia isn't accepted. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you think free speech impacts everybody in community? Yeah, I mean, the idea that if somebody looks at a man and calls him a man, that they're suddenly unsafe because they've created a false reality in their own head. Um, yeah, I don't abide by that. I had a stalker who had suffered from schizophrenia and he very much believed that he and I were in a relationship and he would send me about a hundred emails a day, okay? 
in the world of what you believe in your own head now needs to be accepted as reality, I would have had to marry him and raise my children with him. And me saying that this person needs to stay away from me and my family because there's something wrong with him and he was threatening to kill me if I didn't, you know, raise my child with him, that was reality. The left is trying to make it seem that people who see reality for what it is are demented and are creating unsafe territory, and that's not the truth. In fact, what I think is unsafe territory is for people to be affirmed in their delusions. They wouldn't follow you around and say, hey, you're, you're a male, totally fine, go live your life as you want to live your life. But when you say that the way that you live your life now has to impact me and I have to pretend that I see a woman when clearly you are a man, I shouldn't have to play that game. That's all. Thank you very much. Very, very simple. It's like, look, you have your own vision of what you think you are. Whatever you think you are, okay, that's your business. You could think anything. You have the right to think what you want. Your thoughts are your thoughts. But don't have me play along at all. Do not have me play along. It's not my situation. It's not my prerogative. That's whatever you got going on. So that's, that's the main thing, and that is the issue. It's like, you know, if you got kids or nephews, nieces, and they want to play, imagine it with like tea time or something with you, and you play along, that's your kids or whatever. But I'm not playing tea time with no grown six foot four, 200 something pound male. I'm not playing tea time with you, sir. I need you to get out of the women's restroom before you get stomped in the wine. How about that? How about that? I'm not playing along with you, sir. You're an adult male. Get out. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. Now, I want to make a transition and, to, and talk about, um, I want to talk about Tupac. I want to talk about Will Smith, Jada Pinkett. Now, let's talk Tupac first. Let's talk, let's talk about how Tupac was. And the reason why I'm going to do this right now is because I want you guys to see how fake Hollywood is, how it's all smoke and mirrors. Because a lot of you guys, I'm going to play a video for you guys that, you've, that you probably have not seen before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But when, when I tell you, when, when I say Tupac, you may think about one particular image. But I'm going to show you something else. All right? You may think about, um, okay, matter of fact, this is, this is great. Now, we all know Tupac. I did a video about him recently. He got killed in 1996. Jada Pinkett was in love with Tupac, in love with this guy. And she's still in love with this man who's been dead for 27 years. Some of you guys watching this video are younger than Tupac's death anniversary. Okay. He's been gone since 1996, but Jada is in love with him. Let's be clear. This Right here, she posted. She had this poem from back then. She put it on Instagram. I think this might have been a time where Will Smith was talking about his book. And rather than Jada talking about the book, talking about Will, she posts this from her true love, Tupac. Now, some may think about this guy. They think gangster rap, thug love, California, West Side, um, throwing up crip, throwing up blood. It's funny because he has on the blue rag right here, but he got killed by um, some some Crips in Vegas, but different story. Anyway, and should was Paru Blood, but whatever. Some may think about him being Mr. Thug, tough guy, or whatever. 
No, this guy was an actor, the same thing as Jada. They are both actors from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, Tupac was born in New York, lived there for a long time. And when Tupac first came out, his name was MC New York. He goes to Baltimore, meets Jada, their besties, fall in love, whatever it is. He goes to California at age 18 when he was already an adult. He was from the East Coast, not the West. He dies at age 25. He was a New Yorker and or Baltimorean, not a West Coaster. All right. So that's one thing. But this is her love. So then she marries. Listen to me now. Tupac dies 1996. She marries Will Smith one year later, 1997. Okay. Her true love dies and she marries Will Smith one year later. Rebound guy. I'll take you. My true love is dead. I'll take you. Will was married to somebody else and left her for her. Not only was he married, he had a child with his, with his wife, Trey, his first son. Because Will does not have just the two kids, Jayden and Willow. He has three. One from his first marriage, he left her to be with her. The biggest, the biggest mistake of his life. Now, let's, let's go to Tupac, shall we? Let's, let's, let's go to Tupac because I'm going to show you a video of Tupac of what he was really like at age 18, 19, or right around then. This is not fake. This is a real video from a documentary about Tupac. Watch this. At work, I, I can't hold a job. I, I just quit my job today, actually, because I wanted to come and do this. And they wouldn't let me. And I felt like it was important, and it was more important than serving pizza. And we had enough people. So I felt like since I'm an actor, they should understand. They should have let me do it. But they didn't. And then I had a cold. Do you see this hand movement? <laughs> My man, thug life, uh, West Side, game banging, cripping, blooding, for real? That don't really match, do it? So they were making me work in a freezer. And I'm, I'm really not one to be disrespected. And I felt like that was disrespectful because I asked to go, you know. So I quit. And Wait a minute. Are we buffering? Uh oh, see, now nah, they, they don't want me to play that, huh? They don't, they don't want me to play that. Okay, I think we good now. Let's let's keep on rolling. Like at work, I, I can't hold a job. I, I just quit my job today, actually, because I wanted to come and do this. And they wouldn't let me. And I felt like it was important, and it was more important than serving pizza. And we had enough people, so I felt like since I'm an actor, they should understand. They should have let me do it, but they didn't. And then I had a cold. Okay, I see what's going on. I think they're having a, we're having an issue with the buffering. Wow, really? Okay. Word, okay. I see what's going on. I think that they're trying to stop the video from playing. All right, Will Smith. Hey, look, Will, I see you, Will Smith. I see you, Will. Wow, that's crazy. All right, wait a minute. I'm going to try to turn the sound down, and then I'm going to play it again. And let's see if it works. Matter of fact, I'm going to play it one more time, because I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm tell you what I noticed on my end. On my end, I can see um, my, my speed that I'm streaming. And then when I play that video, it goes to zero. So it stops me from streaming. It does not stop the stream, but it stops, it stops the active flow of data. Let's try it one more time to see if it does it again. And I'm going to keep an eye on it. So let's, let's keep on. But, but you see what's going on right here, right? 
you see kind of what's happening. I'll play it one more time, and if it does it again, we already know what's going on. The Federales are watching. Will Smith's watching. They don't want me to show you the real Tupac, the actor, the guy that was raised by a single mom, the kind of soft guy, came from Baltimore, you know, the ballerina. They don't want you to see that. One more time. Let's, let's try it. Reason. And I'm, I'm really not one to be disrespected. And I felt like that was disrespectful because I asked to go, you know. So I quit. And he told me I couldn't quit. And that even made me hyper. I'm arrogant. So when he told me I couldn't quit and we had all these customers, I chose that time to jump on a soapbox. Okay, let's pause right here. Okay, we're we doing pretty good. We're not getting uh, throttled or anything. We're, we're good money. So this is Tupac at age 18, 19. Remember, he died at age 25. So this was not too far from when he actually was doing all the music videos and stuff like that. He was an actor, 100%. Grab my leather jacket, light a cigarette in front of him, smoke and leave in the middle of a rush. So that was natural. That's arrogance at the top. That's what I think I'm most like my mother. And she likes it. She'll see it in me and know it. Like so there you have it. That's the real Tupac Shakur right there. Okie dokie. So when you, when, you, when you see a Jada loving Tupac, you got to understand who she loved for real. She loved the more feminine and soft guy, which is why Will Smith is kind of attractive to her because he kind of, she kind of is in that, he's, he's kind of in that same wheelhouse. And Jada really is kind of bulldaggery, kind of a lesbian, keeping all the way real. She has kids, but I mean, that means nothing. I don't know plenty of women that claim to be lesbian that have children. So that, that really means nothing. It's gay guys that got kids too. It really, it really doesn't mean anything. What I'm saying is this is kind of the background of what's going on. All right. The guy you think about, um, the thug and no, 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 no. The, the tattoos, all that kind of stuff. He was a method actor. Let me tell you what happened. He played a character in the movie called Juice. And the character was named Bishop. Now, Bishop was a killer. Bishop was the villain. He just took on that role in like um, 90, 91, 92 and had that role for the last four years of his life. That's pretty much what it was. All right. So now fast forward. Um, We have all kind of stuff going on. I'm going to play the video from... NBC because they kind of cover a lot of what's happening and the reason why we keep hearing about these people is because Will Smith refuses to divorce his wife listen some are going to say she could file for divorce she should not be the decision maker he needs to make the decision he needs to be the leader he needs to be the man but the very thing that probably attracted her to him being soft and submissive like Tupac was that very same thing is preventing them from being able to move forward because she don't want to get divorced. He don't want to get divorced. So they're going to stay together, separated and never actually get divorced. It's holding her hostage while Will is kind of just gallivanting around town with Jada. Like they're still married going to the Oscars Listen, the Oscar slap. Let me let me play let me play some of that right quick. Let me let me just show you the the picture. Let me, let me show you the picture, and then we'll, we'll talk about that because this was the slap hurt around the world. 
you guys, some of you guys said it was fake, it was staged. I knew right away that it wasn't staged and there was more behind it. So check it out. This lap just happened last year, 2022. Okay. Now we know the story. Um, Chris Rock is a comedian. He's telling jokes, he's joking the whole crowd. He cracks joke about he, he jokes about Jada Pinkett calling her G.I. Jane. Now, Will Smith laughs at first. Jada looks at him, not too pleased. He goes on stage and slaps Chris Rock. Now, check it out. Now we know that they have been separated for six years at this moment. Six years, but they're in the crowd together. Not together for the past six years. They're just putting on airs, putting on the show, being actors as they are. She's an actress. He's an actor. Tupac, also an actor. That's what's going on. Now, Jada says that there was always rumors during the summertime about her and Will Smith breaking up. And one of these summers, she gets a call from Chris Rock, and she says that Chris Rock tries to actually take her on a date. He's like, hey, I heard you and Will breaking up. Do you want to go out sometime? And she says no. And he's apologetic. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you guys were still together. This happened like 2017 or so. So Will probably knows this. She probably told him. So he has that in the background. Then the joke happens. She gives him the look. They might have triggered that. And then he goes up there and attacks. But see, you have them both playing each other. You see? Jada is telling him things to get him amped up, to get him riled up, to anger him in hopes that he will divorce her. But really what's happening is that he is trying to prove himself to be worthy of her love. Look, I'm like the final version of Tupac. I can be a thug too, smack. All he did was just ruin his career and his legacy. Will Smith can't really do anything anymore. I don't want to see Will Smith do any more movies. I don't want to hear no more Will Smith music, no more movies, no nothing. And he was a great actor, fantastic, threw it all the way because he was trying to impress this lady who he's not with. And he just refuses to let her go. Refuses to let her go. But look, I've been around for a long time. I'm getting to be in my 40s. One thing I know about relationships is that if one party says, I'm done, you could try to work it out, maybe, for a while, if you got kids especially. But at a certain point, you got to let it go if it's not working. It's been seven years, my man, and y'all have not gotten back together. Y'all have not exited separated stage in seven years. Let it go. Let her go. What he's doing right now is holding her hostage because if she files for a divorce, Will will fight it. It's going to be a bunch of lawyers. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a mess. She don't want to do it. He don't want to do it because he needs her. Because if a divorce happens, we're going to have discovery, court, public stuff. They're going to find out about what Will been doing, messing with some boys, all kind of stuff, allegedly, allegedly. It, he does not want to let her go. That's what's happening. Now, Jada... 
is doing everything in their power to try and make this guy leave. She's trying to embarrass him, talking about I fornicated with your your sons, with our sons, 25-year-old friend in your house and your bed. Didn't work. Put him on red table talk and embarrass him in front of the whole world. Didn't work. Um, when he posts things about her on Instagram that are nice, she posts videos of her and Tupac dancing, the love of her life. Didn't work. Now she's writing the book, telling more information. Every single time I see Jada, she's doing something negative against Will. Why? Because she wants out and he's not letting her go. My man, Will, if you hear me right now, let her go. Do not hold her hostage anymore. It's been years. Your kids are grown. I mean, let her go. Let her go. Yes, it's divorce number two, but it's okay. We all make mistakes. Sometimes things don't always work. Let her go. But let's watch the video right quick of her talking about this whole book kerfuffle. And um, the host is, the interviewer is Hoda Kotb. More worthy. She opened up about an issue that has been kept secret until now. There are so many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most that I actually had to reread it because right. I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right. but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now. <laughs> yes. Y'all have been apart. Yeah. Seven years, my man. Listen, so 2016, you have Trump first gets elected and he has, he has an entire presidency of four years. Now we're into Biden. And next year, it'll be somebody else, most likely, because you're not going to have a 1,000-year-old Joe Biden. Hopefully it's Trump yet again. You go through two presidencies of being separated and y'all not living together. So what are we doing? Will refuses to let her go. And she's trying her best to make him do it. She don't want to do it. Some are going to say, well, look, ABL, if she wants out, she's got her foul. But see, that's not how men need to operate. I'm speaking to the men. Men, if you are in that situation, you must make the decision. Be the man. Um, to diverge, to, to kind of go to something else briefly for a moment, it's just like dating. I'd have been married, dating, everything. I've done it all. So I know from all sides of what's going on. It's just like something simple as going to dinner. You as a man decide where to go. You decide because you ask her, I don't know what you want to eat. I don't know where you want to eat. I don't know. Don't go through all that. You decide, make the decision, be the leader. If you want to be the leader, you want to be the guy that is running the ship, you make the decision. Don't ask her, oh, what you want to do? What? No, no, no. You make a decision. You speak to her. You know what she likes. You know what she wants. You know kind of what food she's into. You make the call. Decide. Same thing with this. She's telling you, hey, I want out. You decide. You make the call. You be the leader. If you're making her make the decisions and make the, you, you, you just not being the leader. And if you're Will Smith, look, if I'm Will Smith, 
man, please. Even me right now, I make the decision. If I'm Will Smith, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm making all the decisions, not without her consulting or like knowing what she wants. I'm going to keep her in mind. I ain't going to do something that would just not benefit us, but I'm making a decision. He needs to do that right now. But in public, the couple who married in 1997 denied the gossip about their marriage. This interview on Bravo's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen was... Now, let's pause for a minute. Let's pause. Okay. So, do you see who's right here next to Jada Pinkett? That's um, that's Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, okay. So, remember I told you that I believe that Jada is a lesbian. Um, I believe Jada is a lesbian and... Miss Latifah is a confirmed lesbian married to a woman. Now, they have history together. Didn't they kiss in the movie set it off? I'm sure they did. I think that was Jada and Queen Latifah in the movie set it off. I think they may have been dating right here at this moment. And I'm going to tell you why. Let's, let's run this clip. The Cohen was taped a year after Will and Jada separated. So how long have you guys been together? Uh, 23 years. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. How do you keep it hot? Um, how do I keep it hot? Uh, you know, uh, maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm baffled, really. Yeah, right. Over the next several years, Jada and Will kept up the appearance of a committed married couple. They even faced a scandal when Jada had what she called an entanglement with a family. So I gotta make, I gotta say what was going on. It was not. Jada, she kissed. It was some other lady in the movie. It was not Jada that she kissed, but she was in the movie with her, but it was not her that she kissed. Family friend, neither let the public know. Now, okay, see this picture right here with August Alcina? That's the young boy that she had the affair with. That's her son's friend, okay? Now, let's pause right there, and then let's look at a, um, a different picture. That picture, is that, that picture is cropped because they don't want us to put two and two together, all right? Um... Now I'm gonna show you the the full picture. Let's let's watch this. All right. Now guess who's gonna be? Hold on. Guess who is in the picture? Engelman. Wait a minute. Here we go. So now look at look at look at here. Queen Latifah right there in the picture with her and Arkansas Cena. We got a throuple going on. Little love triangle going on. What's happening? Y'all y'all let me know what's going on. Hollywood is a crazy place. It's a crazy place. It really is. And this is why people, they should not look toward celebrities or Instagram or anything like that because what you see is not what you see. It's, it's not quite that way. It is, it is not quite that way. All right. Hold on. Matter of fact, I'm seeing something else here. I'm seeing something else here. Hold on. I think people will love it. Okay. Yeah, so I got a, a a video of August Alcina. Okay, now I'm seeing the video of August Alcina kissing uh, Queen Latifah. <laughs> That's like I'm telling you, man, these people are crazy. If they were all together, I wouldn't be surprised. See, look, watch. Hey, oh, here he go. See, people will love it. See, man, look, these people are crazy. <laughs> I'm getting I'm going down a rabbit hole, so let's not do that right now. I'm gonna get right back to the video and keep on moving. 
And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. <laughs> like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Neither let the public know they had already split. So I guess my question is, I feel like you're a straight talker. I am. Except you're not sometimes. Yeah. So why do that? Like, what was the reason? I think just not being ready yet. Mm. Still trying to figure out between the two of us yeah. how to be in partnership, right? And in regards to how do we present that to people, you know? And we hadn't figured that out. During our walk in Baltimore, Jada reflected on their breakup. I'm going to go ahead and pause it right here. They're talking about being in Baltimore or whatnot. I think that she wants out of his shadow. She's going back to Baltimore, putting the book out, trying to do things that are beyond Will Smith. And he is refusing to let her go. So that's pretty much that. There's going to be more. They're talking about Chris Rock and everything else. But that's what's going on with your, your man, Will. And I hope that they are done. I hope that they're done because there's no more to this story. I think people were following it. They thought they were married and trying to work it out. But obviously they're not. Obviously it's, it's a wrap. Obviously it is over. And I think I'm going to move right forward here and talk about the, the main thing. And that is what's happening in Israel. We still have more to speak about there. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Matter of fact, before Israel, Ebony Alert. So you guys may have heard about Ebony Alert. I did the video on it. Now, Gavin Newsom, I think, is trying to become um, the next president. Everybody thinks that it's going to be Joe Biden running. And as of right now, it kind of is, although he's not running. You know, you got everybody else in the GOP trying to run. Uh, you have Donald Trump doing rallies. You got Vivek running and everybody else. You got RFK Jr. running as an independent. He announced that the other day. You have everybody running, and Joe Biden is pretty much doing nothing, as he did in 2020. That's pretty much the campaign strategy. We're not going to do anything, and we're going to win. That's pretty much how that works. But I digress. But I think Gavin Newsom is going to run at the last minute. He's doing things right now that are going to help him when it comes time to run. Doing things for the, quote-unquote, doing things for the black community, uh, higher minimum wage, all this kind of stuff. It's not really going to help, but people think that it's going to help. So he'll run on that. The latest thing is the Ebony Alert. Now, that's kind of a ridiculous name. Ebony, really? <laughs> that That's kind of, that's a little different. But it's supposed to be so you will be notified if a black woman under the age of 25 and, and or children go missing. Now, as I said in my video, it's not for you, black man, not for you. <laughs> you know, you might go missing as well. Mental health issues, schizophrenia. Look, it's not it's not for you, black man. It's for the black woman. Don't get it twisted. This is a they, they're trying to cater to the matriarchy, the gynocracy. That's what's going on. I'm not saying we need it, but I'm saying they they cater into a certain population. All right. But I digress. Now, if you ask me, I think that an Amber Alert would be just fine. That'd be fine for missing persons. But in California, you have a bunch of these things. 
You have Amber Alert, Ebony Alert, Blue Alert, and that's for people that have assaulted police officers to be like a, it's like a be on the lookout for them. So Amber Alert, Ebony Alert, Blue Alert, Silver Alert for senior citizens, and Indigenous Alert for Native Americans. All those alerts that could be kind of condensed a little bit. I smell bureaucracy, red tape, unnecessary expense, but that's just me. Let's keep on going. This is, this is exactly the way she had it. I haven't changed anything. Why haven't you changed it? Not ready. Kenitha Taylor's daughter, Kaya, hasn't been in this room for over three years. The then 28-year-old missing since February 2020. Her black Toyota was found running nearby these train tracks in Plant City, Florida. Today, no arrests and Kaya nowhere to be found. Kaya is a woman of color. Do you think things would be different if Kaya was white? I don't I don't like can I just say something right quick and don't the the sisterhood don't attack me. I don't like how they just let people wear whatever kind of hairstyle and jewelry they want. These big hoop earrings and the bald head style with a woman, I'm not really a fan of. I think there should be a certain level of um, uniform when it comes to personal appearance on television, if you're a news anchor. I think that should be. Because like I said before, I was watching news in Virginia, and this girl had on earrings that were like this, but the earrings were bigger. And she had on the gold necklace, and the necklace had her name on it. I'm like, what? what am I watching? Is this the news or... Am I back in the mall in the year 2001? Like, what's going on? If Kaya was white. Yes, unfortunately, yes. Black women and girls make up nearly 35% of missing women reports of all ages, but just about 6% of the population, according to government data. In response to this trend, there's a new proposal called the Ebony Alert, a public notification specific to missing black children and women in the state. It speaks to the disparities that still exist, not only in California, but across the nation when it comes to race. State Senator Stephen Bradford hopes Ebony will mirror Amber Alerts, America's missing broadcast emergency response. A seven-year-old Dallas boy is missing. The program broadcasts alerts on highway signs, radio, television, and wireless devices when a child 17 years and under is missing, abducted, or in imminent danger. The Ebony Alert includes notifications for black 12 to 25-year-olds who go missing or are deemed abducted, victims of human trafficking, physically endangered or runaways. At 28, Kaya Taylor would have been ineligible for an ebony alert. Her mother pleased with the new proposal, but believes it should go further with a cutoff age of at least 30 years old. I've always referred to Amber. Why have any cutoff? I think there should be a system for any missing person that goes out or just have it be for children. So if it's going to, if you're going to like raise the age of 25, I mean, Raise it all the way, because if you're going to cap it at 25, that means you think that 25 year olds are still like children. You see what I'm saying? I, I've, I've heard that quite a bit. People say, oh, well, you shouldn't be able to get married till you turn 25. Why 25? Are you an adult at 18 or not? I mean, I don't understand. Again, my parents got married when my mother was 18 and my dad was 21. OK, so. I mean, people are just delaying their adulthood. 25, you you are a full grown adult and you've been an adult for a long time. When I was 25 years old, I had been left college, started my own business. I had, I had a, I had my, my, my crib for like three or four years at that point. Yeah. I'm really at age. I would say 16. I was living as an adult basically. 
alert as crime control theater. Timothy Griffin studied nearly 500 Amber Alerts from 2012 to 2015, finding the most significant variable in missing children's cases was the abductor's relationship to the victim, not the Amber Alert itself. Now, I'm going to just pause it here because they're saying the main thing with the, with the Ebony Alert, the reason why they're having this is because they say that um, white women get preferential treatment when it comes to people looking for them and black women don't. But see, to me, it doesn't make any sense because if you think that there's a racial disparity, why have the ebony alert so those who are prejudiced would just totally ignore it? You see what I'm saying? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really compute. I don't understand. If you're saying that people ignore when the black person goes missing, why create a system that makes it easier to see when a black person goes missing, it doesn't make any sense. His recommendation is a standard normal law enforcement investigation. The DOJ Jay. declined to comment on the pending Ebony Alert legislation. Hey, Tamisha, I'm from Virginia. I'm from the hood hood. Look up Portsmouth, Virginia, P-City, <laughs> P-Town. Okay, I'm from the absolute hood. All right. I remember ducking down from uh, drive-bys. I got taught at a young age. Hey, when you hear the gunshots go off, get on the ground, okay? Like, I got stories I told on the channel. You might be new to the channel. But a little bit about me before I keep on going. I was born in a little town called Charleston, West Virginia, Rand University. That's where I was born, little small country town. And immediately, my parents moved to Virginia. We went straight from, literally, like literally, straight from a trailer in the mountain to a trailer park right in the hood, right in the ghetto. Newport News, Jefferson and Mercury, right there, right in the hood. And I lived in 90% black, 100% black areas until I got to be in high school, age 14. And even at that point, I lived in the majority black area. I did not live in the non-majority black area until my 30s. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I came to Tennessee in 2017. But I'll be, I'll be 40 years old next year, so we do the math on that. Seven cities, you already know what it is, Fei-Fei. Yes. But Bradford believes his ebony effort remains worthwhile. It's better than not doing anything at all. As for Kaya Taylor, her case is still open. How are you and your family coping? Well, we've all had to um, move on in a sense, but we've stayed strong. Kanitha, hoping all missing. And you know what? You got a good point right there. Somebody might get offended at your point, Green Eyed Lady. Green Eyed Lady says, the woman's half black, daughter doesn't even look black, so what's the point? It, it, see, it, let's have a system for everyone. It doesn't make any sense segregated like that. It, it just don't understand. It's really weird. Seeing women and people of color get the attention they need to come home. And it is important to ask. So that's what's going on. So yeah, shout out to them. Now her hair is different right there. She looks much better. That the Hillsborough County, Florida Sheriff. Much better. <laughs> I mean, look, it is what it is. But shout out to everybody um, who will turn their alerts off. I, I, I don't turn my alerts off. I just turn the sound off. Right. So what will happen is um, I'll see the Amber Alert on my phone. If I look at it, maybe I hear it vibrate, but I'm not going to have the sound. I don't have any sound on. And I turn my sound off. So I don't have the alerts when they did that test. They overrode my sound off alert thing. So I don't know how that worked, but whatever. 
If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And some of you guys are from the area in Virginia, my man from Shamrock Gardens out Portsmouth, and then someone from uh, uh, Hampton, shout out to Hampton, Joker, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I know about Hampton very well. Um, the other side of the water on the peninsula. But yeah, any if you want to look it up, Portsmouth, Virginia in the 90s, now Portsmouth has kind of calmed down. They tore down all the projects. They tore down all that stuff that was making it be crazy. Um, they got, they, they're trying to like revitalize it. They got the casino out there and things of this nature. But when I was a kid, it was much in the 90s, 80s and 90s. I mean, you had crack going on. I remember when I was a little kid in Portsmouth, probably it was about, this is like in the late 80s. I had to have been about five, four or five, six, something like that. We are out in this hood area where I was at the time where I was living. And it was this white guy and his wife or his girlfriend, young guy. He had got attacked out there or something. And he, I will always see him. And then I saw him one time. He was like an adult, but I will always see him all the time. He had his head stapled from the back of his head up to the top. Stapled like right in the center. <laughs> I was like, I would see, I would see that kind of stuff occasionally it was it was nuts but now it's different now it's better now it's not quite the same as it was you still got some crime but it's not quite the same as it was not in the 90s yeah i think a lot of crime has changed since then but if you're in new york or in, on the left coast california it's gotten worse oh yeah what they did with inner city crime was disperse them to other parts of the area rather than have them just in in one area but if you're living in Oakland, California, Los Angeles, you can't really escape it because now you got the high prices, the drugs, and the homelessness with the hood areas all together. It's a it's a big mismatch. It's a lot going on. Let's keep on going here. Let's talk about Israel. Now, Israel, of course, this is the big news story that's going on. If you're watching Fox at all, if you're still watching Fox, which, I mean, it's okay. I'm not going to really attack Fox, but... It's like they don't have any other stories. Now they're starting to kind of cover the House Speaker thing with Steve Scalise and whatnot, but they don't really cover anything else. You turn on Fox, it's going to be all Israel coverage. All Israel coverage, all the time, and nothing more, nothing less. Um, and people are talking about they want to go to war. Your main man, Lindsey Graham, is the biggest war hawk. Lindsey Graham ain't nothing but excuse me, um, Dick Cheney, um, who else? John McCain, bomb, 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 Iran. That's him. That's Lindsey Graham. Now, let's see what he says here. All right, let's check it out. Let me get um, some sound, RIP headphone users. We're in a religious no. war here. I am with Israel. Do whatever the hell you have to do to defend yourself. Level the place. We're in a religious no. I mean, come on now. Like, okay, let's let's talk about it. Do you know that in Gaza, you got about 2 million people in Gaza? 2 million. So you say level the place. Now, and if I'm wrong about anything I'm saying, y'all please correct me. But I was reading that the average age in Gaza is 18. That's the average age. So you're talking about a lot of kids. Half of the population are under the age of 18 or they're about roughly half, roughly half of Gaza is under the age of 18. 
So you're talking about minors, innocent people, little kids. You're going to flatten them? Now, I don't think when we were trying to find Osama bin Laden, the strategy was let's flatten the whole Pakistan to find him. I don't think that was the case. I think it was let's go to where he is and get him right there. If the beef is with Hamas and their fighters, you go to where the fighters are rather than just indiscriminate killing civilians and everything else. Now, we could say whatever, whoever is doing what, but if you're going to take the moral high ground, you can't just say, oh, we're going to delete civilians. That shouldn't be what we do. If you have a war, you need to fight the combatants, not just random people. You can't go back to the Obama drone striking civilians, people at a wedding, little kids, and whatnot. You can't do that. Also, there is an issue with the blockade. You see, Israel is blocking aid going to Gaza, not aid, pardon me, they're, they're, they're blocking food and water. Now, I'm going to show you what is going on here. So this is the existing blockade that Israel already had on Gaza before the war. There's a naval blockade right there. See, this is a blockade because obviously Gaza is right there on the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, the Gaza Strip. That is all Gaza. And you have this area enforced by a border wall, a no-go zone, concrete barrier, and, you know, barbed wire fence right here to Egypt. And once you get past this area here, there's also a wall that goes all the way down the Sinai Peninsula to the sea, to the, to the Red Sea, okay, all the way down there. So this area is completely quartered off. And there's a a naval blockade out there in the water. So if there, if you're talking about getting supplies in from the Mediterranean, that's blocked off by the Israelis. 12 nautical mile limit enforced by Israelis since 2019. That's a blockade. So when you're trying to get in things like construction materials to rebuild some of the, um, the burnt out and bombed out buildings, they can't do that. When you're trying to get in food and water from the Mediterranean, importing it, you can't do that. Some are saying that the Israelis are cutting off their supply of food and water to Gaza because of the war, which, again, you're talking about a lot of kids that are going to be affected, but that's not necessarily what's happening. What's happening is they're blocking off supply from Egypt. They're blocking off the supply from the Mediterranean, and they're not going to allow them to exit through Israel to get to where they want to go. Now, somebody says... I don't know much about Israel. What am I getting wrong? As I said, if I said anything wrong, y'all please correct me. All right. But if you're going to say that, give me the actual thing. But I'm just looking at this, this graph right here. So if the, the goal is to attack Hamas, which is a government. And by the way, Hamas was elected in a democratic process. So about half of Gaza or more, 55% or more, voted for Hamas and the other half didn't. Now, that's the same thing as Democrats being in power over here in the presidency or similar to it. So does that mean that we all agree with Joe Biden? I don't think so. Should we all be punished because of what Joe Biden is doing, although we all didn't vote for him? And even if you did, you may not like what he's doing. I don't think so. So why would you punish innocent civilians who are not out there fighting, 
who are not out there killing innocent Israelis because of what the combatants are doing and because of what Hamas is doing. Why would you do that? I don't understand. But anyway, the current blockade, they're saying any truck that comes in from Egypt is going to be blown up. And the trucks from Egypt will have the food and water that the people in Gaza need. You can't get supplies from Israel. That's blocked off. And you can't get supplies from the Mediterranean because that's blocked off. So what do you do? What are you to do? Now, some are going to say, well, look, they should get their food and water the same way they got their munitions. Well, one thing about it is that Hamas came out and said they've been planning for two years. So the munitions and all this stuff happened over the course of two years, not just right now. And obviously food is going to be a lot more perishable. You can't just say, okay, two years worth of food. We're going to just, you, you can't just smuggle food in the best way probably to be on a, on a, on a ship or on a truck, but these areas are blockaded off. So y'all let me know what's going on. If I'm right or if I'm wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah. If I'm right, if I'm wrong, or 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 what's up? Rob Otto says the innocents were warned to evacuate. You're correct that you don't understand. Okay, so what are we talking about when you say evacuate? Um, like a drone strike, or are we talking about a rocket, or are we talking about? See, you, you're talking about they were warned to evacuate before a rocket attack. That's not the same thing as being blockaded from food and water. That's not what that is. Or are you trying to say that because they can't get food and water, they have to leave Gaza. So you're going to tell 2 million people to just leave Gaza and go where blockaded in Israel, blockaded in Egypt, blockaded on the sea. Where are we going? And 50% unemployment, 50% unemployment. Where are we going? Average age 18. Where are we going? How with what food, with what water? Come on, what are we talking about? I ain't talking about the rocket attacks. I'm talking about the blockade, food, water, things of this nature, medical assistance, aid. I'm speaking about that. That's what I'm talking about. So let's not get things conflated. Let's not get things confused. Let's stay on topic and address what I'm talking about rather than things that are unrelated. Right now, personally, I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm just criticizing some methods that governments do in general. Same thing I would criticize Ukraine. Okay, look, Ukraine is corrupt, obviously, stealing money. They came on TV and said, yeah, we stole some money, but it was just one guy and he's gone now. I don't know where the billion dollars is. We got Joe Biden. Look, I criticize our own government. I criticize Joe Biden Lindsey Graham, I criticize American government, and I, I'm an American citizen 100%, America first, all day long. I criticize my own government. So how dare somebody try to tell me I can't criticize another country when I criticize my own country? It makes no sense. Now, does that mean I hate that country and its people? No, it doesn't. Because I don't hate my country and my people and myself. I'm an American, and I criticize what America does. I criticize Lindsey Graham trying to talk about war. I criticize us giving billions of our taxpayer dollars to Ukraine. I criticize Ukraine for being uh, uh, harboring Nazis and giving money to Nazis to fight Russia and their proxy war. 
I criticized Europe, China, Africa. I criticized everybody. Nobody can sit there and claim that I cannot criticize them because of their tactical things that I don't like. It makes no sense. None whatsoever. Again, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what race you are, what color you are. That's really unimportant. What is your government doing? What is your country doing? Okay, if you're engaging in war, are you doing things the right way? Are you committing war crimes? Are you going to drone strike innocent civilians because you want to get revenge on the enemy? Who's the enemy? Is it the civilians, little kids who live in Gaza? What are we talking about exactly? I mean, I don't really understand. I don't get it. That's right, Joker. I criticize equal opportunity. There's no prejudice, no bias, no hatred, no nothing. All right. Now, we're going to get into um, a little bit of this here. Um, Ben Shapiro put a video out about what's happening because I think Vivek was talking to Tucker Carlson about the whole kerfuffle. Um, I'm going to play some of that, and then I'm going to play Hamas speaking. Some of it, at least, because it's going to be kind of hard for those listening on the podcast to catch it. And if I have more, I will I will play more here. Now, I'm going to play both sides. I'm going to play what Hamas says and also what some Israeli, um, some pro-Israel protesters was talking about. I'll give you both sides so you see what's going on. All right. Let's let's check it out. And I agree with you. Taylor, let's just mind our business. That's my whole thing, right? Let's just mind our business as Americans. Let's not get involved with all these foreign conflicts. Let's not be in over there, over there, over there. Let's not do it. All righty. Let's, let's watch some of this. We're going to keep on going. Fuck Palestine. Palestine to my day. Sorry for the cussing. What do you think the response should be from Netanyahu and the military to God? Kill all Palestinians. All of them. Not one left from the river to the sea, Palestine will be deceased. And Israel need to do like this. You see? Now Gaza. Like this. Gaza need to do like this. So if you can't see what he's doing, he's pointing to a picture of Gaza populated with buildings and everything else. And then another picture of what Gaza would look like as a parking lot. Empty. Oh, oh, like this, but all this. Jewish. So then he's saying, well, you could keep um, all the buildings there, but just let's um, basically um, ethnic cleanse all the Arabs away and then replace them with the Jews. That's what he said. I'm not saying it. And my man, please, I got a chapstick ready for you. Okay, brand new, unused, because you need it desperately. Your lip gonna fall all the way off, big dog. Two options. What do, you, what do you think the response should be what to, to Gaza? We gotta wipe them off the fucking that's map. It, I'm talking about oh, every fucking flattening them like a parking lot. Yeah, wait, wait. they're them out. Once they're there's through, there's not, 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 nothing else you can do. They they proved to they proved to us that they, there's nothing else you can do. We tried and we tried everything. It doesn't work. We have to wipe. Do you see this right here? They're in front of a Pfizer sign. You cannot make this up. Is this message sponsored by Pfizer? What's going on? Wipe them flat off the fucking map. Like, like a fucking parking lot. Yeah, I'm not stopping. Till all Arabs are wiped out. I think I think now it's the time that we need to erase Gaza. There is people inside, our people inside, 
that kidnapped and now we need to kill all of them and free Israel. All, all of their belief is killing Jewish and killing and murder our people. Flatten it. Flatten Gaza. There's a sign that says it's not a war if one. There's a sign that says it's not a war if only one side has an army. Now this is the pro-Palestinian people. That will be the last war in Gaza. This will be. Yes, it will be. All right, so that's what's going on at the at the um, at a protest. I'm not quite sure where that was. Oh, that's New York City, of course. Of course, where else? Now here is a Hamas official, um, Ali Baraka. Uh, uh, now this is going to be in Arabic, obviously. So uh, check out the subtitles, and I'm gonna try to stop it here and there to explain what's going on. Then we we'll keep on going. The sefer, كانت سرية للغاية. عدد محدود من قيادة حماس يعرف أقل من أصابع اليد الذين كانوا يعرفون عن العملية وتوقيت. So this is from October the eighth, twenty twenty-three on RT, and he says that it was kept secret for two years. Only a handful of the top people in Hamas knew that the attack was coming. For two years, they were planning it. So when people say that, oh, the six billion dollars to Iran is what sparked it, to me, it didn't make any sense. I'm like, this took a long time. It didn't just it, it, it didn't just get the money yesterday and say, okay, let's, let's attack Israel today. You're talking about thousands of rockets. You're talking about ground troops. I mean, this took two years, not just they gave them $6 billion and they said, okay, go ahead and green light. It doesn't make no sense. It makes, it makes no sense at all for that to be the case. And of course, it did not happen like that. Now, you could say that the money helped with Iran in general, but the attack was already planned regardless. وحماس سلوكها في السنتين الماضيات انه عقلاني وما بتدخل في حروب وما وقفت مع الجهاد الاسلامي في معركته السابقه لكن هاي كانت ضمن استراتيجيه طبعا طبعا انه حماس مشغوله بالحكومه في غزه وبدها تدير بالها على مليونين ونص فلسطيني وملتهيه وخلص تركت المقاومه لكن حماس من تحت الطاوله كان سو ذي سين ذات حماس واز نوت جيتنج انفولف وذ جهاد اور اني ثينج لايك ذات and they kind of rocked Israel to sleep, making them think that they were just focused on governing. But really, the whole time, they were focused on getting the attack ready. So basically, they're saying that they attacked Tel Aviv the first day. And it's like, okay, where are you going to go now? You're going to go to Galilee. Now they got the northern pass open with Lebanon, and Lebanon has Hezbollah. Hezbollah also helps Hamas against Israel. So this is strategic. So basically, they had a bunch of allies and different factions and cells who did not know about it until the zero hour, and then they were all contacted. So I'm not, I won't play the entire thing, but this is what's going on. This was a thing that was well planned, 
I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying that they planned it out for a long time, two years. And then at the very end, at the zero hour, they told everybody, hey, let's go ahead and get cracking. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. And then that was that. And then that was that. So, again, the whole $2 billion thing, I'm not really a fan of. Because what he also said with the guy, this, this, this guy from Hamas, who you just saw, what he also said was um, that they want some of their people who are locked up in the U.S., and he, and he said that the Biden administration have no problem doing prisoner swaps. So why can't we get our guys? You see what happens when you start stuff like that, when you negotiate with terrorists, when you do prisoner exchanges and things of this nature, and you give money, other nations see the same thing. They're going to say, look, if Iran got it, why can't we get it? Matter of fact, let's see if I can find that right quick. Then I keep on going. All right. Um, let me see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Watch this. Watch this. Don't keep on going. تنظحهم بالموقف وبأهداف المعركة. في معتقلين فلسطينيين أيضا خارج إسرائيل في دول أوروبية. في معتقلين في أمريكا. كمان. بدنياهم طبعا. في عنا من حماس معتقلين في أمريكا محكومين مؤبدات كمان بدنياهم طبعا نطالب أمريكا أن أن تفرج عن أبنائنا اللي في في سجونها وأمريكا عم بتعمل تبادل عملت مع إيران. Do you see this? Look, I'm gonna read this right quick. The U.S. conducts prisoner swaps. Only recently, it did one with Iran. Why wouldn't it conduct a prisoner swap with us? He's saying it right here. And then didn't we say this? Didn't we say, hey, man, when you start stuff like this, now it's going to be a chain reaction. Everybody will do the same thing. They may take prisoners for the express purpose of getting their guys back, of getting money, or a combination of both. And here we are. There's Americans being held right now in Gaza or in Israel in general. And they may say, you know what? Check it out. We'll give you your person back, but we want X, Y, and Z back and some money. So what's going on? All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Um, to wrap that particular um piece of the show up i just say that hey let's focus on america america first and matter of fact i'm gonna play one more i thought i had time to play the ben shapiro thing but i don't i may do a video on that specifically but i'm gonna play joe biden for you right quick talking about what's going on and we're going to keep on rocking and rolling to get to the call so the number to call is 434-658-1220 let me play this right here from your main man, Joe Biden. Then we're going to keep on rocking. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever. Anyway, I. Uh, but there are countries in the region are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations are trying to be of some help. So, uh, anyway. I mean, so there we have it. That's, that's from Joe Biden. I mean, do you think this guy can make it into 2024, let alone 2028? Listen, if this guy were to win, which he's not, he's not, I reclaiming that right now. But he would be 86 at the end of his second term. 
86 years old. And right now, he pretty much is toast. I mean, I'm not quite sure how he's still standing on his own two feet. He might have some kind of some kind of suit up under him, powered by nano machines to keep him afloat. Because I don't see how he's I don't see how he's mobile at all. I mean, this guy that that's that's your man. Yeah. Anyway, right. Anyway, I heard that. But super chats on deck. Then we're gonna get to the calls again. A number to call four three four six five eight. One two two zero again four three four six five eight one two two zero. Shout out to Matt who says Ukraine money side dealings is why he was removed. Are you speaking about um, what's your what's your man Kevin McCarthy? Okay, let's see if Steve Scalise does better. Let's see. And again, Steve Scalise did not vote to remove McCarthy. Not that it Jim Jordan and Jim Jordan said that he likes Kevin McCarthy and gave him an endorsement. But we'll see. Thank you to Tim Wesley, who says, what's up, ABL Paul as well? Question, have you heard about the one lady? Oh, I read that one already, about the lady faking her death. I mean, not her death, her, her kidnapping, Carly Russell. I will do a video about that. So shout out to you. Shout out to Lothair, who says, that's a guy with a ghillie suit. Come on, it's obvious. P.S. I do think Bigfoot's real, but this is not evidence. Thank you to Marshmallow, who said, thanks, ABL. Always a pressure to come here and hear your opinions. Keep up the great work. Thank you for that. Thank you to Lothair for a few here, who says, as a bi male, went to call all those college kids yourself entitled and shut up. I agree with Kansas. Also, ABL spinning out facts about Hollywood. It's real. And United States needs to stay out of other countries. We don't need to go to war every five minutes. I 100% agree. Thank you to Ghost Double Six, who says, What about the Hamas leader talking about Friday the 13th? Now, I think Friday the 13th, they're talking about uh, International Day of Jihad. I think I heard that. I think I read that. I'm not quite sure. If you guys know about that, let me know in the comments below. Um, thank you to Mojo for your Superman flying emoji. I appreciate you for that. Let's get to the calls here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also an email to call in through Skype. You could be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. And shout-out to you, Tom, from Ireland. Shout-out to Ireland. But you guys, go ahead and give me a ring. Again, the number to call, 434-658-1220. And, of course, the Skype email and a number will always be in the description box. All righty, Matt, what's going on? How's it going? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Give me one second here. Why do I have an echo? Give me a second. That's just me. But you're good. Oh, man. Is it gone now? Check. Almost, yeah. All right. Okay. I I wanted to read something for you, and I wanted you to guess who said it. Got you. So, uh, all right. It'll only take a second here. So, we also have a history of kind of moving in and out of Pakistan. Let's remember, the people are fighting. We are fighting today. We funded them 20 years ago. And we did it because we were locked in a struggle with the Soviet Union. They invaded Afghanistan, and we did not want to see them control Central Asia, so we went to work. So let's make a deal with ISI and the Pakistani military and recruit these Mujahideen. And great, we let them come from Saudi Arabia and other countries, importing the Wahhabi ban of Islam so that we can beat up the Soviet Union. 
So there's a very strong argument, which is it was kind of a bad investment in terms of the Soviet Union, but let's be careful with what we sow because we will harvest. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know who said that. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. I don't know who said that. So this is Hillary Clinton, and in a, uh, I believe it was a congressional hearing about Benghazi. Uh, talking about how the United States funded Mujahideen in the Northern Alliance through, you know, basically what was Charlie Wilson's war at the time. We got all these Stinger missiles and uh, we basically imported these uh, these radicals from Pakistan because that's where Acadia is from is Pakistan. And Noam Chomsky, not too long ago, just released this audio tape of Hillary Clinton again saying this is a much shorter quote. I do not think we should have pushed for an election in the Palestine territories. I think it was a big mistake. And if we were going to push for an election, then we should have made sure that we did something to determine who was going to win. Hmm. Wow. So basically rigged the election. That's pretty funny. But yeah. and, and to be clear, um, the election, that's what brought about Hamas, right? Well, that's that's. So when you were talking about the election and stuff like that, I was I was I was kind of getting antsy about that because so in, in the same way that there was, believe it or not, the Taliban was relatively moderate in in Afghanistan compared to Al-Qaeda and Taliban was the domestic uh, force that was there. But at any time that these hardliners go moderate and, and if you're in control of that region, then the power that wants to take remain in control does not want moderates to any grassroots to come up so they fund the radicals and Yasser Arafat was a hardliner who was moderating and they did not want a Palestinian moderate Muslim control of Gaza mm. it just didn't so they acted against basically non-radicals and they were and uh Israel and the CIA have a hand in base. They didn't create Hamas, but they nurtured them in the same way that we nurtured Al Qaeda. Wow. So, so there is definitely, and, and, and the reason why you don't want to fight a moderate is because number one, they'll organize better. Number two, uh, on the international stage, um, on the international stage, they'll get a lot more support and, and you'll you'll be seen as illegitimate for fighting somebody that's moderate when you have the upper hand. So you radicalize them. I get into fights with my argument uh, with my wife sometimes and she'll try to get me to say things that let her win the argument for the day. It's kind of the same stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I mean, women and children are not legitimate military targets. Correct. And, that's just, I mean, there's no change in that and on either side. Right. And uh, when I was, I was deployed to the Middle East, I remember the first predator that, uh, that I saw on the ramp and I was, and the guy told me, Hey, the guy that's flying that airplane is in New Mexico. And hmm. I imagined him flying and killing some people rightly or wrongly, but then going to his daughter's soccer game or going to a shopping mall that changes the theater of war to here. Yeah. And if you don't think that Mexico would fight against us, you need a reality check. Mexico yeah. will roll us. I don't even think Canada will be on our side when when all this pushing comes to shoving. Right. We need to take care of here first. 
and uh, so I'm invoking a little bit of rant ball. I'll let you go, man, but it, it, this is one of your best shows ever. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Bye. Shout out to Matt. Great call. Very great call. Very informative. All right. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Let's go. And shout, shout out to you guys. Let me. Okay. I'm missing these calls here. Let's go. 859. You don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Yo, ABL. It's. it's all right. ABL. My bad. The possibility of World War Three. What do you think that might be a big possibility that might happen? And the implication of the United States happening with on what side uh, to me, I want to avoid conflict as much as I, as much as I can. I wish our government was like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't, they don't want that. <laughs> you, you know, they seem like our government wants to stick our business into anything, even with Ukraine or Israel or Palestine or anything. So the possibility of world war three, the possibility, what do you think? Um, by, but wait, by by a couple years. So I don't really know, be honest with you, but I think that this recent development has increased the chances because the problem is that there's a lot of different things happening at once. You have Ukraine still happening. That's not going away. Now you have Israel, Hamas flaring up in a really big way. That always flares up, but now it's a big one. And you still have the specter of Taiwan and China and South China Sea, which is very, very important. Not, not just because of Taiwan itself, but because of that trade route. A lot of trade goes through there for the entire world. It, it'd be a mess. Like if that happens, it, it'd be devastating for the economy worldwide. So, and I, to be honest with the ABL, man, China to me sounds like a nightmare to live in. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a libertarian anarchist, man. I, I, I don't like authority. Um, you know, I'm very, 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 you know, ANCAP, you know, you, you're, you're anti-government, anti-government yourself, bro. That sounds like a nightmare. But as far as like the authoritarian type stuff going on. I'm talking about like how like the social credit score over and over China. Oh yeah, that could happen. Yeah. yeah, of course. That's oh. that's that's definitely not what I want to be living under. Oh no, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, and I think the possibility, man, that China is really strong, man. I'm more scared of China than any other country by this point. Their influences. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you know, I mean, uh, I like traveling sometimes, man. But you know, hey. <laughs> it's 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 one of the it's one of those countries that I'm like yeah I don't want to go there <laughs> right absolutely Most definitely, definitely definitely and hey bro I, I'm enjoying the show man thank you very much for taking my call I appreciate it, man much love bro thank you for the call man appreciate you you too bro bye all right shout out to the caller let's keep on rocking and rolling here all righty and let's get to nine one eight in the line who am I speaking to <laughs> Hey, what's up, baby? Yo, everything's good, man. What's going on? Hey, how much, man? It's JB from Oklahoma. All, All right. right, man. Just listening. Um, I'm pretty fired up tonight. You know, I mean, I'll sound like it, but I got some things to say about this whole dang Israel-Palestine crap going on. All right, go for it. 
All right, first of all, I don't believe anything from the news anymore. Ever since 9-11, I can't believe anything they say. And there was, on the first day this happened, which was like, well, last Saturday, it hadn't even a week yet. You know, they kept showing this one repeat, repeated video of a building falling down on itself. And it fell onto itself like a pancake. And the explosions came from the very base of the building, right bottom. Now, that reminds me of something. That reminds me of a building in New York City that ended with a number seven. Mm. Yeah, it was a completely clean fall. And then, second, um, the intelligence. Okay. Israel is allegedly our biggest ally in the entire world, you know. I mean, they basically have our, they have our military here. And for us and them to not see this coming, that uh, one guy said it took about two years to prepare. Okay. That is a major failure of intelligence, which what they said happened on 9-11, a major failure of intelligence. That's right. Yeah, so I'm not believing any of this bullcrap. In fact, the first day this war started on Saturday, I already had enough of it. You know, with the, with the whole uh, the other war, Ukraine, and I don't even know. It's so, it's so stupid now. I'm not following any of these words. I've been tired of them since day one. I'm tired of this one. There's just so much dirty money being tossed around from country to country I mean yeah it's a waste of time to even follow it to be honest with you I hear you yeah and uh, I don't know talking about World War 3 uh, if there is a World War 3 it's not going to be like the previous two. it's going to be an intelligence war it's going to be a data war so it's going to be fun. And I've been saying this for years. You know, China will attack America without ever firing one single shot. And they already have. Look at the, the, chi- the China virus. Totally took down our country in a year without firing one single shot. And we still haven't recovered from it. But anyway, man, I, I could go on and on, but I'll tell you what, I'm taking a break from all the mainstream news. I mean, I don't watch any of it, but I watch uh, Greg Gutfeld on The Five. I always like his show, and I'll, and I'll watch, you know, The Five on Fox. But they're going to be talking about this for, my God, who knows how much longer. It's going to be weeks and months. So I'm going back to video games. I'm replaying Cyberpunk. Since new patch. So, anyway, <laughs> the call ran a little bit. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you.
I love you, dude. Love everybody in the chat, all my friends in the chat, and everybody listening. And have a good night. All right, now take care. All right, later, man. All right, shout out to my man from Oklahoma, JB Scotch fans. Keep on going. Uh, the number to call 434-658-1220-913. You're online. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Um, I was calling because um, this one asked a quick question. This is about the Will Smith thing today. Um, you you had said earlier in um, the live that you think that um, – well, you said you were done with Will. And his watching his movies and listening to his music. I wanted to know – well, if there was a chance, what would he have to do to change your mind, or you to watch his movies again, or is it, or is he, or you totally done with him? I don't know. I think I'm pretty much done. Like it's it's hard for me to, like, let's say for example, a, an older movie of his that's already come out that I've already enjoyed and I liked it. That's one thing. I might watch it again. Like let's right. say for example. I'm just laying around on a lazy Sunday and Hancock comes on. I might watch that. I like that movie. That was a good movie. Okay. Right. Yeah. But if okay. he, if he's going on television promoting the new movie, it's hard for me to see him promoting a new movie and really get excited for it. Cause I'm like, right. I just, I can't connect to him. So I, I'm pretty much done when it comes to that. All right. Okay. So, okay. That's, I mean, that's what I wanted to know. I guess, I guess because I, when I, you had something you had said last year, because I always, first I forgot to say, I like your channel, I always watched you ever since um, 16. But um, well, you had said something last year about his career being done, and I always held to that, and I still kind of do, and I, because I, I don't know. So do you think there's a, do you think there's a real possibility that his career is over after? Maybe, I know he got a new movie coming out next year. Do you think it's, this is it for him, or? It's over. It's over. Like he, he still, he still has, he's still Will Smith. He's still wildly popular, wildly famous, but the right. career he had, the fame he had, it's, it's no longer like he was a top tier celebrity, one of the best. Now he's right. kind of, he's kind of gone down. He could still make money and have success, but it won't, it won't be anywhere near the be same. Like it, it won't be anywhere right. near the way it was. And as long as he keeps this whole thing going with this woman and they keep going back and forth, and there's always negative news about him. It's it's never it's going to get progressively worse. Wow. Okay. I agree. I agree with you. But no, thank you. That's all I wanted to ask tonight. Thanks for taking my question. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, bye bye. Yeah, great call. I mean, Will. He's he's toast. He's 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 out of here. <laughs> he's out of here. Eight zero five in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Mr. ABL. My name is Antoinette, and I'm out of Illinois. All righty. What's going on? Hi. I was calling to comment on the part where they said uh, in the news I was reading earlier about uh, Black Lives Matter uh, saying that they're standing with uh, Palestine. And I, what my problem is, is I don't want them to believe that everybody that's African-American agrees with the, with the policies of Black Lives Matter. Because I'm, I voted for Trump, and I believe in uh, Make America Great Again. So I don't want to be grouped with the Black Lives Matter standing, standing with Palestine because I don't believe in that. Uh, I'm, I'm basically standing with Israel because I don't believe 
that they should go in there. I'm a, a nurse also. And it's wrong to go and take lives from people. And you, you're messing with women and children, killing them. And it's just morally wrong. So I just don't want people to think that because of the color of your skin, you stand with Black Lives Matter or you stand with Palestine. Absolutely. And that, that's, that's a good point to make there because, you know, the mainstream media, the news, they'll put one narrative out there and then people will believe it. So then when they run into you on the street, they think you're going to be what was on the news. And it's like, no, I'm not that way. I'm not that way. You see something on TV that doesn't apply to all of us. So I'm glad you're able to point that out. And another thing is I have sons. I moved, uh, I'm in Illinois, but I moved out of Chicago years ago because I could see the collapse years ago. I'm a single parent and I moved out years ago and now I live in a rural area because I believe that I, it's safer to be with my family. I don't have to worry about my sons. And I don't want my sons fighting a, a frivolous war for Biden and, 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 and for, uh, I don't stand with them, with the government, how they doing things. And I don't want them to take my sons into a, a war, into their personal war. Right. I understand. 100%. If, my sons, if my sons are going to fight for something, they're going to stand for what's right. or fight for the citizens that's here. If problems come here to the United States, but not to go somewhere else and fight for their wars. And, um, be just uh, another number on, on somebody's board just so they can have more money in their pockets. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% because that's what it's going to come to at a certain point because, you know, the, the draft is not here, but it is here because boys turn 18 years old, they sign that card, select the service, and they say, you know what, we got a national emergency, we got to help our ally. So you young boys, 18, 19, 20, et cetera, you're going to war, and that is not the right thing to do to fight something that does not concern us at all. You know, if people, if they, if they want to fight on their own, let them have it, but don't take our, our young boys to go over there and die for that. And I try to raise them right to, 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 to teach them the right and the wrong ways for, for, for doing things and, and be respectable of others. And they don't go out and um, uh, they're not cussing. They're not showing no disrespect. They holding doors open for people. That's the way they suppose it. I raised them old school and that's what I believe in. So when I just don't want people to think that everybody thinks the same way because we don't think that way. We, we're for the United States. Uh, if Trump is vote, uh, going again for president. I'm voting again for Trump. I believe in what he, he, he was speaking up for the people. He kind of tells us, us things. I know it's a lot of things he can't tell us, but enough was, is, is told to us by him and not hidden like the rest of the politicians. I don't trust any of them, and I don't like the way they take this country and the, the, the way they have our borders open. Now, everybody is in, in New York and other places scared for their lives because they don't know what's going to happen, and that's not right. That's not right at all. What people have to live in fear. First of all, we already uh, suffering financially. Now we have to live in fear, and that's not fair to nobody. And I'm praying for the people of Israel and the loved ones, uh, the innocent people, even in Palestine, if they, you know, if they didn't have anything to do with any of that hostage taking and killing, is it, just, it, everything is so wrong right now, and there's no, no right direction from anywhere, from anyone. Right on, absolutely, I, I agree with you, hundred percent. Well, thank you, and I, I, I enjoy your show. Thank you, everything for everything you do. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you.
All right, great call. Shout out to her. And shout out to you guys as well. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. 973, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? ABL, how are you? I'm doing well. about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So I just have a few things I want to say. So first of all, I know that you were talking. Can you hear me? I hear you well. Perfect. Perfect. So I just want to say a few things. Number one, I was listening to another commentator and the commentator said that Egypt warned Israel about the attacks that supposedly Israel was warned before the attacks happened. But I guess they did not take heed to the warning. So as a result, these are the repercussions. It, I don't know. How, did you hear that, ABL? Yes or no? I have heard that, but I'm not sure if it's true or false. Right, right, right. I would say the same. I would say the same. And I, I t- I'll tell you, I up to this day, I have not. I, th- I believe this is day four of the attacks. And up to this day, I don't know. You must have an iron stomach because I cannot look at any video footage of these events because I tell you, I'd be sick. I was just reading an article and just by reading an article, maybe about an hour ago, I just ate something and immediately my stomach just started to turn. It's such a grotesque, what a grotesque event that occurred, you know, amongst these people. It's a really sad thing. And I just want to say publicly that, you know, we just have to continue to pray for Israel and, you know, pray for peace because it's very, very unfortunate. Um, that's number one. I know that we are all timed, so I don't want to prolong for too long on one subject. That's number one. And the last one, ABL, check this out. I was never a fan of Jada Pickett Smith nor Will Smith. And I will tell you this. Have you seen their children lately? Both their kids. Yeah, they, they, got, they got some issues. I'm telling you, ABL, it's a sad situation, a very sad situation. And honestly, the world is so backwards. I don't see how some people are able to bear children. You have actually good people out there that would be good parents that can't have kids. I've heard of it. And then you have people, you know, who have lots of kids that are totally just bad parents. If you listen to Jada Pickett's story, she grew up in a household where her mom had all different types of men coming in and out of the house. Her mom never stayed with one guy. So they, they kind of believe in polygamy in a way. So that is now passed down to Jada where she can't be stable. And from the beginning, I don't know if you remember, when they got married, when her and Will got married, it was an open relationship from day one. Mm. It was never anything serious, you know? And so I'm going to end with this. These are the things that young people, our young society are looking at. And unfortunately, these people are in high places. And this is what the young people are looking at, thinking that this is the right way to go. 
I'm telling you, the divorce rate is high. Marriages, relationships are not lasting as long as they used to. It's really, really, really sad. And it's about time we get some new leaders, some new people to stand up and be good role models for our society today. Love you, ABL. God bless you. And I will continue support to support you. Okay? All righty. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, honey. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. Shout out to you guys. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Let's go. 215, if you're on the line, who am I speaking to? Jesus Christ. I didn't even think I would get on like that. Oh, my God. Hold up. I'll take you off a speakerphone. All righty. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Can you hear me loud and clear? I hear you well. Yeah, I had to turn the stream off down in the background because I didn't, I didn't think you were going to answer my call that quickly. But um, another, yeah, ABL, uh, when I saw this attack on Israel for the second time, I think we talked about this last week. Didn't you? You covered this. Yeah, you covered this last week. Yeah. So you did a you did a live you did a live stream right last week on it. Yes. Oh wow! And time is really moving. It so is. this war has literally been going on for almost a week now. Well, I, next Saturday it would be a, next Friday it would be a week. I got to look up exactly when it started. It was October seventh, I think it was, when the invasion happened. But anyway, I don't want to take up more of your time. They said on the news. There's massive protests going on all over New York, and it's mostly people just like Palestinians versus Israelis, and it's just it's chaos. A lot of chaos going on over there in New York and and in um, Israel. I've seen some like they said it's three times worse than 9/11. Yeah, the invasion like, that's, that's going on right now. That's that's what they're saying. Yeah, and so now I hear people saying stuff like, oh, the Israelis, nobody had nothing to say when now Israel is bombing Palestinians and bombing and kidnapping children, killing children. I said, really? Because I've seen that from a lot of Hamas people, a lot of Hamas, and Hamas attacked first. So I can understand why America would get involved in this war because, you know, they did kill Americans. They got captured Americans over there. So I, I probably can see, can I can kind of see why, well, not kind of, I can see why America would get involved in the war. But honestly, um, I just wanted to ask your thoughts. How do you think this war is going to play out, ABL? Um, It's going to be a lot of fighting that's been going on. Like, the, the fighting is... The fighting in that region has not stopped. It's been constant. So it'll be more of the same. Uh, I think there's going to be a push to get us more involved militarily. And I think what it end up happening is they're going to try to have us just spend a bunch of money. Now, I don't think that we're going to actually get involved with boots on the ground as Americans. I think it'd be a money thing. Uh, yeah, they're pretty much about Sounds about right. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the weapons that's over there, remember when they did the Afghanistan withdrawal, I wouldn't be surprised if the weapons that were over there, all the, you know, all our weaponry, everything is being used in this war. I wouldn't be surprised oh, at yeah. all. Yeah, not at all. Just like you were. You said you weren't, you weren't surprised. Mm -mm. 
And honestly, I want to touch on the Wills and on Will Smith. Honestly, ABL, I've never looked. I've never looked at celebrities as role models. I could see if most people might because they're rich and famous. But I hear so many stories. I just watched a whole video tutorial on child stars that were abused while they were in Hollywood. And they wound up leaving out of Hollywood with so much trauma. Mm-hmm. All, you know, leaving out on drugs, eating disorders, just all kinds of just messed up stuff especially stuff that going on in Hollywood. I've never idolized these celebrities. Like I said, I watch, I watch their movies. I listen to their music. But as far as their lifestyle, I'm never deep in their lifestyle. I don't look up to them. I never have looked up to them. And I think a lot of people should be that way of not idolizing these celebrities and not looking up to them as gods. Yeah, absolutely, because Hollywood, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy place. It really is. Like the, the, the industry... The, the entertainment industry, music, movies, all of that is, is really crazy. And child stars that grow up in it, they get put in environments where the average adult would be uncomfortable and not understand how to navigate. So you got little kids in that environment, they're going to be totally screwed up when they get to be adults. Yeah, and I, I've seen that. I've seen that a lot, especially from this guy named Orlando Brown from That's So Raven. And it's like after 2007, he just disappeared. He's never heard from him again. I've seen him like six years later. Just He's just all messed up. I was like, wow. Yeah. And he hasn't gotten any better. I've, see, you got to see what people got to understand is you got to have your own mindset and you got to have, you can, you can watch their movies, listen to their music. It's whatever. But as far as like looking up to them as God, no, we only have one God. We only have one God. And you pretty much have to live your own lifestyle. You got to pretty much enjoy your own life and live your own life, even though you may not be as rich as them, but you never know what kind of weird things going at on, on in their household and behind scenes. And come to find out, what I also found out is, catch, check this out. They said when they um, hired their crew, hire crew directors, all that stuff. They don't do background checks at all. So they said there's a lot of potential pedophiles or pedophiles, people who are on Megan's Law, actually working in Hollywood right now. They don't do no background checks. Oh, yeah. There's it's a lot of that going on. I mean, and to go one step further, they find a lot of these type of people in Disneyland, Disney World, all of that, and in, in our, in our time with children. So, I mean... They found one guy with a bunch of stuff on his hard drive at one of those. I think it might have been one in Florida. So it's it's crazy. It's a crazy world. It's 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 a lot going on. You'd be surprised when you really understand everything that's happening. Yeah, and there was so many child stuff. It's mind blowing, especially with the children go through. And it's like how many children? I heard at least three different incidents where children had to come out and sue their parents for their money back as they got older because they, the parents be taking money from them, spending all their money. Right on. It's Absolutely. Like, oh my God. It's, it's, Back it's, then it's, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a child, but now I'm like, Oh, thank God I wasn't. It's, it's a crazy world, man. But thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. ABL. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Let's go to. Now I want to, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? What's going on, ABL? It is your favorite, favorite YouTuber, man. 
Joel Davis Media Network, man. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. About yourself? I'm doing fine, man. Um, glad to see you in good health and good spirits. Um, I had just wanted to uh, talk with you a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on right now in um, in uh, um, Israel uh, and everything else. Um, first things first, what I want to say is is that it's disturbing to see how many uh, people are supporting the terrorist group Hamas, man, when these guys are brutal. I mean, they beheaded the heads of kids. They tortured women, murdered women. I mean, I don't, how can you support a group like that? Right. I go. Uh, and, um, Another thing, too, that I got to say is how in the world black people can support these type of individuals. Um, that's the thing that gets me, um, because at the end of the day, if you look at history, the are the, uh, the Arabs and the Palestinians work with Nazi Germany to actually annihilate the Jewish people and put them in camps. Not to mention these same people that supporting Hamas, uh, Hamas swear out that they're supposed to be anti-Semitic when an American Jewish person gets uh, disrespected or gets talked about. So which one is it? Are they anti-Semitic or are they Semitic? I mean, they need to make a decision. Am I right or wrong? That's, that's, a, that's a good point. And uh, last but not least, man, with Jada with uh will smith uh, i agree with you wholeheartedly will is the biggest simp of all time he is holding on to a dream and i think the reason why he's holding on because he feel like the day he divorced uh jada on um, picket is the day that he has to admit that she never loved him and she was always in love with tupac and he was just a rebound guy right and that just shows you how Hollywood ego is so twisted that you're looking at a mental health episode happening in front of your own eyes. Because that's, that's what's really happening with it. Because any man with common sense, whether they got dirty laundry or not, if you're not in a marriage, you're not happy, and you've been separated since 2016, it's time to leave, bro. It's, it, it's time to go, and you know. But he, he'll, he'll learn one way or the other, I suppose. Yeah, of course. Uh, I just want to tell you once again, ABL, I admire you guys, man. Thank you for having me to uh, talk my points on the show. Also, to say a prayer for me and my family. I'm currently homeless at this point right now, but you know what they say, what don't kill you makes you stronger. So I uh, just want to tell you once again, man, I appreciate you. And during this time, you're one of the um, you know, few conservatives I can use as motivation. Well, thank you for your call, man. Hopefully, you know, whatever you're going through right now, you're able to get beyond it and come back better, come back stronger. Oh, don't worry, man. That's the goal. I appreciate you, ABL. All right, now. Take care. All right, you too, brother. All right. Shout out to my main man, Joel Davis Media, Joel Davis Media Network. And that's pretty heavy, man. Again, hopefully, whatever you're going through, I don't want to get too personal and talk about that. But whatever you're going through, man, hopefully you're able to get through it. All right, so hang in there, stay strong, boss. All right.
But shout out to you guys here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. And let's keep on rocking here. 504, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Alien Spaceship. All right, man. What's going on? It's good to get a chance to call in again. I've been away for a little while. Glad I'm back on the show. So uh, I didn't know that about Tupac, that he was like that. I thought he was gangster. No, no, <laughs> not at all. He was an actor. <laughs> he, what, what happened was that gangster role came into a movie, and then he just stayed in that role in his regular life. Okay. Yeah. And also when I was young at the summer camp and at my school, I did some acting, but I wasn't like that, but I was, I did some acting stuff, but uh, basically, yeah. So I think him and uh, Jada and Will Smith, that is a weird situation. And it's interesting. You pointed out that, you know, Will Smith has a certain way about him and, you know, that there, there's a big mess. And that was interesting that you covered that and how they think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's really a, a fascinating thing to, to kind of watch play out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, you know, going to the zoo or the aquarium or something. It's, it's an interesting thing to see. So, yeah, I think uh, with my opinion about the Israel thing, you know, with Hamas, like the other callers were saying that it is a, a terrorist organization and they have done terrible things to people and also to the people in Israel with the attack recently. It's like for no reason. And there's people at a concert, like an outside desert place, and people in multiple countries, like, say, Brazil, Ireland, America, Ukraine, I think Russia, these many different people are missing people now because of that incident. So it's now becoming an international issue. And our and we should focus on America and the, what's it called, the, the homeless people with the homeless veterans and stuff. I do agree. And it's just like for a long time, Israel and America have been having an alliance with, and they do various things together. So this is... You know, that and various reasons, like with our, our, us missing people, too. That's why we're getting involved in it. And also, now, how do you think Israel could handle it differently with the Hamas situation? Well, they need to just, if it's going to be a war, you need to target those who are the actual combatants rather than mm -hmm. trying to uh, blockade civilians. That, that's not how you should mm -hmm. go about any kind of war. And that, that should be the blueprint for anyone all over the world. Yeah, and I understand your point. And I think perhaps from Israel's perspective, which I do agree with that, maybe they're not too sure which people are for Hamas and which people aren't Hamas because, like, in the Middle East and with the Vietnam War, there's a situation where they use kids as, like, uh, shields and bombs and stuff. And I think maybe they're not too sure who is who. That could be a, a problem they may face. Yeah, but see, you know, they have Maasai. It's supposed to be great intelligence. At a certain point, we got to rely mm -hmm. upon intelligence and then figure things out that way because, uh, you know, just to, uh, to bomb everybody, that's not how it should go. It's just like when we got Osama bin Laden, it, it wasn't a matter of, okay, let's bomb the entire Pakistan to try to get to bin Laden. No, we're going to use intelligence and we're going to find out where he is and we're going to get him that way. And that's what happened. Right. I understand. And uh, basically, you know, and this situation I think that, like, it is important that they get the hostages back. And I think that with the, the situation, like, with uh, the Gaza Strip, they gave them these democratic elections, as you just said before. And, like, they, Hamas won the election. 
Now, how did that happen? As Matt said, you know, there's probably some strings pulled and stuff, and it is unfortunate. And also about another caller mentioned something that I've heard is that Egypt may have known that they try to give Israel some uh, tip about what's going on. I don't think that's true. I'm not too sure, but I don't know how they could have possibly like prepared for that. You know, if it was going to happen, you know, how would they do prepare for it to not happen when they're going to do it anyway? You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know. I think what they could have done is to go to a certain site. So if you have bombs or rockets that are being shot, let's mm-hmm. try to figure out where these things are coming from. Let's try to figure out what's going on and prepare your population. If there's a pending attack, okay, let's get ready. Let's get let's mobilize the military. Let's not get caught off guard. If you know what's going to happen, you need to be on a heightened state of alert and readiness to be prepared for that to happen if it does happen. Right, right. And, yeah, I agree, and that's how they could have done it. But in my opinion, I don't think they knew about it. And, you know, no one really wins in a war like America had the Civil War and stuff. And, you know, just, you know, prayers for the people on both sides that are involved and hopefully the hostages can be freed and the situation can be resolved for the people there. And, yeah, but I will say, you know, Hamas is a terrible organization that must be done away with. And also, that is all I have to say for this call. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. And shout out to you guys for being here. The number to call, 434-658-1220-404. Don't lie, who am I speaking to? Peace, man. It's me. All right, man. What's going on? Can you hear me? I heard you well. Man, it's another another day, man. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, A.B., man. Congratulations on uh, hitting a million. Uh, I thought it would happen a a lot quicker than than it did. It's well-deserved. Uh, you are a, a, a young man, a young brother that speaks his mind and, and is not afraid of uh, of going against the, uh, I guess, the mainstream or what everybody perceives someone of color is supposed to speak of. But a couple of things I wanted to talk about, man. First, this Israel and Palestine thing is uh, nothing new. Um I'm in my 30s. As long as I remember, there's always been some issue going on with it, whether it was Ariel Sharon or Yasser Arafat or Hezbollah or Hamas or uh, ben- Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, the, the, the thing that I have a issue with when it uh, comes to Israel is how much of a focus that is placed on that small a piece of territory. You know what I mean? Yes. There is so much things going on in this world. If anyone wanted to take a look, the the website is crf.org, and it tells you all the globally recognized conflicts that are going on in the world. And there are so many of them happening. There's something going on in Yemen. There's something going on in Syria. There's something that's been going on quite some time in Libya. There's something that's going on in, uh, well, I mean, as closest to us would be Mexico as far as dealing with the drug wars. Uh, But when it comes to Israel, it's so easy for our government to drop so much money and uh, uh, time and and effort to whatever they have going on 
because I believe that it's something deeper than what is being spoken on as far as our alliance with Israel. What do they provide us? They don't provide us much of anything. If anything, we give them billions, if not trillions of dollars in aid every year, and that never gets the bid as far as partisanship. Whenever it comes to Israel, whether you're blue or you're red or somewhere in between, you affirm to stand for a country that's not yours, spending billions of dollars taking care of someone else. And the same with the situation in Ukraine. These are both countries that, what would they do for us? When have we looked in, in, in the past and said, oh, well, you know what? Israel did a lot for America. I can't speak on that. When in the past have we looked and said, oh, you know what? Well, Ukraine did a lot for America. I can't speak on that. I've never experienced that. I might be naive to that history. And if I am, by all means, let me know. But I have never seen such a, 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 a shield of support for something that we truly don't know. We as Americans should be fighting this government to put the money in, in programs and in, in uh, infrastructure and real estate for people like the caller that called in. It's probably a great brother, but for whatever reason, maybe because the rent is too bleep high, that you know he can't be in, in, a, in a predicament to, to provide housing for his family. But it is so easy for this government to, to pass legislation to give money to uh, other peoples. They don't support us. They don't care about us. I've been in Washington. I've, I was an intern at, at, at some point. I've seen it myself. These, these politicians, uh, for example, the, the, she's not young, the lady who just died, right? I've, seen, I've witnessed people like that where they read off of papers that have been supplied by lobbyists. Their job is, especially if you're a, a representative as opposed to a senator, you only have a year of freedom, and then you're back to pumping and, 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 and putting as much money and support behind your election campaign. They're not focused on the real issues. Anything that gets enough, mm, I don't know, fair in, 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 in the, the media pushes uh, this, this agenda of, well, all, you know, let's all get behind this. Well, I stand with Israel, and I stand with, with, uh, with, with, with Ukraine. There is evil done on both sides. Uh, just uh, a few years ago, maybe even a few months ago, Israel kills Palestinians like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. And I'm not saying that it's right for the Palestinians or Hamas to kill Israelis. But it's so easy for us to latch on and, 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 and support a, a country that doesn't support us. Netanyahu hated Obama. He hated Obama. And I'm not saying that I'm a fan of Obama, but I'm just saying in a sense of, well, we're so quick to support this country. To me, there are greater things that we should be spending our attention, our time into. And the idea that, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter who may support Palestine, by all means, knock themselves out. That, that's, that, that, that doesn't support, or that, that, that's not a, a group that speaks for all black people, right? You can be on either side of the game, but what you should be focused on is how to make your life better and how to get this country back to where they need to be. What are your thoughts on that? I think you're right on point. I think the main thing is, as Americans, let's focus on America. If 
we have a lot of issues here domestically that need to be addressed that are very serious. The inflation problem, the housing issue, a lot of things we need to address here. And we're sending billions overseas. There's a disconnect. This is part of the reason why the whole thing with the rock happened, with the whole thing with him and Oprah and the fund, people got upset. Cause it's like, Hey, you guys are billionaires. We're over here. We're struggling. And we're worried about you. You're trying to ask us for more money. How about let's get the money from overseas that we're, that we're paying in taxes and bring that back to America. That that should be the focus. Focus on us first, and then then if we can help others, okay. But let's let's fix some obvious problems here. I totally I totally agree. And if I could touch on this Will Smith situation, uh, I came up in the '90s. It is a shock if you look at that time glass or hourglass from that time period and looking at where he and his wife are now, it's like, you know, wow, this is surprising. He was once the, 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 it was like Camelot with them too. Right. Um, I haven't heard anyone bring up the, the, the possibility that maybe he doesn't want to divorce the lady because the paperwork is not in correctly and he'd be down to lose a lot of money. Will Smith is one of the highest paid actors, uh, especially of, 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 of a darker hue in Hollywood. And if the paperwork wasn't right between him and his wife, then he uh, can lose quite a lot of money. So I think that that might play into the the apprehension that he might have to uh, divorcing or uh, uh, finally completely ending this relationship. Yeah, I mean, he's looking bad right now, but at the end of the day, this is a guy that's made millions and millions of dollars. His name will last in history. He's up there with 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 Denzel Washington. It just so happened by a, a bad choice as far as picking his mate that we're hearing this. But it could just be a monetary situation as opposed to it just being an uh, uh, uh him being a simp or what or or, or what you call it. Well, I think you got a good point, man. But thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Absolutely. You take it easy, man. Thank you, man. All right. Great call. But something else about that quickly before we get to my next call. Um, he's going to lose money regardless. It's just a matter of how much are you going to lose? Okay, how much? If you keep going down this road, you lose opportunities financially because she's causing a lot of problems. And if you go ahead and pull the divorce and no prenup, probably it'd be money. It'd be a lot of money lost that way. But what's the better option? What are you going to do? You're going to lose money regardless. How much do you want to lose? And when do you want to lose it? 773, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Viola, it's your retired Chicago police officer friend. How are you doing? Everything's all right about yourself. Good. Thanks, ABL. Listen, you know, people have to understand the correlation between violence and strength. You know, peace through strength. You, there, as the one caller said, there's always conflicts all over the world that are going on. There's always violence and conflicts in a city like Chicago or anywhere in, in, the, in the country or in the world. But you have to be able to manage it and once you lose your strength 
like the police lose lose it through these protests and defund the police and this whole attitude and all that. Once you lose your strength, violence just explodes and it becomes very hard to manage. The same with the Middle East there, ABL, in the Gaza Strip and all over there. Those people have been living next to each other, shoulder to shoulder, for centuries. But you, and there's always been conflict there, but you have to try to manage it. And you manage it between strong governments and everything else and keeping a lid on things. You're going to have these certain things explode a little bit here and there, but it's manageable. But once you lose strength, it becomes, you know, unmanageable. And the next thing you know, there's all kinds of violence in your city or there's a war in the Gaza Strip and they're killing little kids and chopping off heads and they just go crazy. And it's the same thing in any city or any, any, any part of the world, just like in Mexico with the drug cartels that use violence and they use all kind of atrocious kind of violence. And once it explodes and you, you don't keep a lid on it, it's very hard to manage. I rethought something, ABL, which was um, uh, Biden leaving all that equipment in Afghanistan. I start to think that maybe they wanted to leave the equipment there. Why? Because let's arm these people. Let's leave our stuff there and just leave everything behind. But let's leave the armament behind and see what kind of conflicts that they could drum up so that the, you know, the military industrial complex can go on making their money. Because if you have no morals, Think of yourself having no empathy or morals like some people in the world. They're godless and they have no morals. Hey, we make money from conflict and they let it get out of control. That's why we have to be in these parts of the country militarily to keep our our thumb on things, to keep it under control. Once it gets out of control, the only way to get control back is to throw a ton of money at it to try to bribe it, bribe it back under control. And that's what America is doing. That's why when we had problems in the Philippines, we kept the presence in the Philippines. We kept the presence in Japan. We kept the presence in Germany. We didn't keep a presence in Afghanistan. We should have kept the presence there and keep our thumb on it. Now things are out of control, just like they are in our country. They're out of control. The borders are open. God knows what terrorism is going to wreak in the USA because of all the people we let through our borders and just an open gate, open door policy. Anyway, ABL, so I know it's a lot, but we really need to take control back. You know, it's important. So that's my two cents. And thanks. And I'll uh, talk to you later, ABL. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Great call. Great way to end the show. Thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. Uh, if you like what you heard tonight, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Also, this is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether that be Spotify, Google Play, Apple, iTunes, etc. Link 
for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right up. And this will be available at 8 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time. I'll be back here live again on Saturday, 8 p.m. So right around right now, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But that'll be a wrap for me. Thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. And do I super chat to read right quick? Um, I may. I think I do. I got a few here. But shout out to you guys for watching, for retweeting, for super chatting, whatever you're doing. Because without you, there is no me. And I thank y'all again every single time. Really enjoyed the show tonight, as always. Shout out to Bina for giving out five Anthony Brian Logan memberships. I appreciate you for that. Thank you to S4 for being a member and saying salute to you, ABL. I appreciate you. Thank you to Bob K. MIT who says the military industrial complex is real and in charge. Thank you to Luciano Casanova who says, can I please get a 22nd birthday shout out? Shout out to you, man. Happy birthday. Happy 22nd birthday. Young man. All right. And enjoy yourself. Don't hurt yourself out there at the clubs and the bars. Take it easy, man. Enjoy your birthday. And thank you for being here on your birthday, because that's a gift to me. So I appreciate you. And he said, birthday cake is tres leches. Uh, what is that? Is that like, I don't even know what that is. I've heard that, but what is that? Y'all y'all know what's going on? Tres leches? All right. I'm looking it up right now. It looks good. So and enjoy the cake, man. Save me a slice. And thank you to EMA, who says, Will and Jada got three kids and businesses in the mix. Well, two kids. One of the kids was with his previous wife. But I understand your point. If he divorces her, she gets half and he still has to put up with her. So what's the point of divorce when you can separate on this question? Well, because what's happening right now is that she keeps going out there and talking about him and making a lot of complications, you see. And the reason why she's doing this is because she wants to be set free. She doesn't want to have to be um, going to public appearances with them. She does not want this relationship. She does not want the idea of a relationship. She doesn't want to put up a front anymore. She wants to be set free. That's the problem. And that's what's causing Will Smith so many problems. And again, this is what I was saying before. My man that called in was giving his point of view about it. You can say you don't want to give up half, but this is Will Smith. If you're a regular person giving up half, you could be in a bad situation. But if you're Will Smith, you'll be fine. In my humble opinion, it's just like Jeff Bezos. I'm knowing to get a little bit high here with Jeff Bezos, but let's stick with me because it might kind of make sense. Now, Jeff Bezos had to pay his wife like $100 billion, $100 billion with a B, somewhere around that. But it's Jeff Bezos. He has $100 billion more. 100 billion with a B more, and he has Amazon.com. This is Will Smith, one of the most famous actors of all time. You give her half, you'll still be okay. And you'll be able to move forward past that and move on with your life. What he's doing right now is holding her hostage. Is it about money? I think it's about more than money. I think it's about she knows where the bodies are buried, she knows about his alternative lifestyle allegedly and he doesn't want to have another failure under his belt he's being very selfish with this if i was him i would let her go not because i want to but because she wants to you're trying to work it out trying to make things better it's not happening and every other 
every now and again, she acts out. It's, like, it's the cage bird singing. That's what it is. Don't you see? So it's, it's, a very selfish, it's a very selfish thing to do, and I don't think it's about money. All right? But thank you for your super chat, man. I appreciate you. But I think that will be a wrap for me. So I will see you guys on the next live. And, of course, I'm here every day putting out pre-recorded content. But until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.